Welcome back to the 1010s Podcast with Michael and Adam and Robbie. And the man, the myth, the legend. Oh my God, it's Kevin Lawrence. <laughs> Kevin Lawrence is on the phone. Um, and I think really the question that everybody has on their mind is, um, have you recovered from the disease that Robbie gave you this year at uh, PRI? It seems to be a trend. It's still uh, still lingering, unfortunately. No. It's a bit rude, if I'm honest, Robbie. No, it's rude that he blames me. <laughs> As we were saying before the show started, there is a direct correlation between the number of times Kevin Lawrence has interacted with you and the number of times he's been sick. I'm still going to defend Robbie on this. It's too small of a sample size to really be taken seriously. Yeah, we're going to have to hang out more. And then if he gets uh, sick again, then it's... You think he's going to take that risk? I wouldn't. I also think they need to hang out at a time that's not December. And yeah, see what that's the perfect time. Everyone's getting sick the first. Week yeah, of that's not fair. Yeah, maybe that might that might have something else to do with it. But <laughs> until until it's proven that it's something else, we're just going to blame Robbie. Until yeah, until we can go at an, a first week of December and not hang out. So yeah, true. But if we keep going to PRI, it's not going to happen. Yeah, he, he's so. probably not going to come to our event next year. <laughs> purely because oh, of no, there's pizza. He's got to come. Wait, pizza. is there pizza or was it punch and pie? There wasn't any pie this time. There's pizza pie piled high. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so what's been going on? You're in the off season now. It looks like you guys are starting to get geared up. Um, did you guys get the car out again? Or are you starting to get ready for 2019 season? Uh, starting to get there. Uh, right now, the main focus is because I ended up uh, like blowing a head gasket in the final round at Irwindale right before qualifying. So uh, I got the car back together and had the exhaust manifold modified so I could put in some pressure sensors and uh, another EGT gauge in it to kind of get some data so I could put it up on the, the dyno and see if I'm having you know any kind of issues with something, try and figure out why exactly the head gasket blew. So what was um, this build on this engine? Because you changed this mid-season, right? You threw yeah, this mid-season, engine. yeah. This one, uh, it's RB30 block. Uh, from like a Holden or Nissan from Australia. And then it's got a Brian Crower Stroker kit in it. So it's like a 3.2 or just shy of a 3.2 liter in it. And then uh, this year we finally went with like a CNC ported head from some local guys down here, uh, went bigger valves and everything. So we kind of went a lot bigger on this one uh, as far as the motor stuff. But the turbo, we ended up staying around the same size. So I'm thinking that's where I'm having some some of my issues with uh with the car kind of getting a little hot for EGTs and all, I think we're just trying to make too much power for the, the size turbo we have, unfortunately. Did you guys want to make that change earlier in the season, or was this something that just kind of came together mid-season and you ran with it? It kind of came together like mid-beginning uh, of the year when we were uh, trying to get the car together for the first round. We ran into some issues and ended up just running the first half of the season with a 3-liter, with just like a stock crank in it. Mm-hmm. And so with the turbo then at that size, it was working and seemed okay. But once we ended up kind of getting a little bit extra displacement, a little higher compression out of it is when we kind of started seeing uh, some issues with the car went to foul plugs pretty often. And then like the EGTs just seemed like they were getting pretty hot for, for what they should have been at for the rounds. So uh, unfortunately, then the last round is where it, it, you know, it failed on me and ended up kind of lifting the head uh, just before qualifying at Irwindale. So I wasn't able to get the car together and back out just because of the timing it happened like maybe 20 30 minutes or so before qualifying started and had it happened after qualifying i had a spare motor everything in the trailer ready to go for it head gaskets and all that to to swap but just unfortunately the timing was just the worst it could have been so besides irwindale um this is i guess for people that don't know to go back this is really your rookie year in full pro so there was a lot of tracks that you hadn't driven prior to this year yeah i think uh 
what three of them were new to me this year. I think it was uh, Jersey. I'd, I'd been to a few times, but never driven. Uh, St. Louis was a new one for the whole field, really. And then uh, what else was a new one for me? Uh, Long Beach, the first round, was one I'd never driven before. But all the other ones, they had like pro and pro two rounds, so I'd driven at those before in previous years. Uh, Long Beach is kind of wild, isn't it? I mean, especially for someone who's never driven on that <laughs> circuit before. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty scary because like most of the tracks like where you're at, you can where you're at the start line, you can kind of see most of the track or see like the finish line. At Long Beach, you start and all you see is a, just a straight dead wall like in front of you, and you've pretty much got like I want to say the track's about three and a half or so lanes wide, and it's just KRLs on both sides. So the first turn, you kind of come in and enter about 60, 65-ish or so and just kind of floor it and try and get out to that first wall. And then you have to switch back for that second one. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of nerve-wracking because literally it's just you're, you're kind of just playing ping ball like, or like like ping pong or, or pinball or whatever like between the walls. Like you have to touch one side and then go back to the other and then back out to this one. And it's just kind of it's kind of crazy. I would have thought you were going into that first corner faster. That looks terrifying. <laughs> it yeah, looks a yeah. lot faster than, yeah, it, does. than it is apparently because there is zero room for error. Yeah, there's not much out there. And the track is like, it kind of is pretty gripped up like once you enter. And then right when you get into that turn, you kind of like lose some some grip in the car. And the car kind of floats out wide on its own. It kind of brings you out to that far line. And the first half of the, you know, the event, I was, I think, overcooking the entry and coming in and trying to scrub speed and just wasn't able to kind of get the line right and didn't ended up having the wreck in practice with the skyline that we ended up having to take out for that event. And so we got that back together and by the time it was, you know, I was ready to actually get, uh, out there and actually do a full pull practice was done for the day and it was right into qualifying. So literally my first full complete pull like pass of the track was qualifying one. And that's and, a track that no one can practice on, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like that track there's, cause that. it's, you know, it's part of the streets of actual long beach. It's some, some like the back roads and all that where we're using it and, so like throughout the year, there's nowhere for anyone to practice or, or test at. It's literally, you know, all just a, mostly the some of the section we're using is a parking lot. Some of it's like a back alley road. And so literally the only time you can get out there to drive it is right around the time of the Grand Prix for, for the Formula Drift event. So there were a couple rounds or maybe it was just one round. You ran the Skyline in Pro 2 also because you had, was it just one Pro 2 entry? This year, yeah, just just one. We we tried it to do. Uh, wanted to try and run both, um, and so the first round, which was Atlanta, we brought the Skyline out with, and it was a lot more <laughs> work and uh, and that it was you know we we imagined for it because literally that that day we go out and from jumping back and forth between the S14 and that one, I've got to try and adjust to the different power levels of the car, the different grip, uh, much less like the different steering feedback and running of the cars. But I was literally sitting between those two cars. It was drive time for like five hours, five and a half hours before we had like a like I had a solid break to really get out of the car. And it was a hot day and it was just kind of a whole bunch for us to really get kind of sorted between the two and then trying to adapt to the car as well. It was it was a whole bunch. So after that round there, I unfortunately didn't qualify for the pro two side of it. I did for the pro and kind of made the decision there i was like it's just it's just too much on me as well as the guys trying to keep up with getting the cars together and ready and having tires ready for them it was just too much time on track especially for the hot days that you know atlanta has from time to time 
So now that you've done that once, do you guys want to try to gear up and do that or just <clears throat> abandon that idea? Uh, I think we're going to drop it uh, for, for next year unless I end up trying to run the same car uh, just so that we don't have to worry about adapting to like the steering and how the car is going to react. The The grip level is, is a big enough change on its own for just changing for the Pro 2 size tire to the Pro tire that you know it's that alone would be enough to, to try and f- have to focus on and really dial in between the two classes so if you know if we were going to do it again it would probably be the same car but as of right now i don't think we have any plans to to do both because the the pro 2 you have to run a 245 or 255 something like that or is it wider yeah than that? Two, two, 255 is where they limit you for that and the cars just have like a minimum weight which is around like 2900 pounds or so for pro 2 but uh my car with my setup is is a, is quite a bit over there. i think we're around 38 or so 3100 pounds so what's the pro one tire <clears throat> Uh, pro one is by weight. Um, you can run up to, I think the biggest tire that is allowed is a two nine five. And my car is, I think just shy of that size. I can run up to like a two eight five, uh, if I want to, but the next tire that I was running, uh, for this season was, uh, was a two seventy five forty. So it was still a pretty big tire and had a good sidewall. So it had plenty of grip for what it needed to do. Is your car pretty heavy <clears throat> for pro one? I mean, there's Mustangs uh, and stuff and the, I'm sure the Ferrari's not light with all no the, yeah the supercharger yeah. and all that stuff i'm definitely not the lightest uh by any means but i'm probably like i'd say mid-pack with with okay. most people i think around the weight of my car around 3100 pounds i think is probably the average weight because most people are trying to run uh like a 285 or some of them you know, are trying to run the 295 tire but or are guys trying around, to bump up weight so that they can run the wide tire <clears throat> yeah some okay. some people are trying to just so they can be like at the bottom of that weight class but have the the bigger tires so that way they can gotcha. try and use that for for their advantage I don't know, for some reason that strikes me as heavier than I would have thought. Maybe that's just weird. I don't know. I know in, like, road racing, you just think, you know, the heavier the car, the harder you are in consumables. The yeah. faster your tires heat up, the faster they're going to wear out, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we'll, with what we're doing, we get about, you know, two laps is our max out of them anyway. And a lot of the right. rounds this year, um, the, the tires are barely even making it the two full passes. Uh, we literally you get about 80% through on the second lap, and the tires would be down to to pretty much cords at that point is it noticeable like do you can you tell yeah this tire's on cords like does it get real greasy real icy or what's the oh yeah yeah it definitely gets real greasy um in seattle this year i ended up uh running into that issue because in practice it's tough to really get a back-to-back uh set of passes you know you you go out you do a lap you get back in line and kind of go through but when it comes to the battles you know, you do your first lead lap or follow lap and then you switch positions and go back out. So there's a lot less time for the tires to cool down and anything like that. Plus, you're, you know, and usually in the battles, you're driving a little bit harder, you know, try to be a little more aggressive just to get the leading edge of it. So in Seattle, I went out for my first pass, which was follow and die, gave him a pretty good follow run and then go out for the lead. They pull us right back to the line, head out and I'm flying through the bank on at Seattle's uh, track and literally come into that first turn right after it. And I've completely like pretty much delammed the outside of the left tire and had absolutely nothing for the car. I ended up looping it there. And luckily enough, uh, I had enough space to where Di was able to see me, you know, in trouble and kind of going on a wide line and kind of looping out to where he was able to, to shut down before, you know, us making contact or anything like that. So as, as a rookie, obviously we talked about the challenges of having, 
three new places that you're you're driving at that you've not experienced mm-hmm. before. But what are some of the other things that you felt like you ran into that were a drastic difference from running in Pro Two? Um, it's just a, a big jump as far as car setups go. Um, I've driven on the bigger tire before, but it's been a few years since you know actually running on like a two seventy five tire. So having to get used to running on you know a car that's even more gripped up for the tire and the speeds now that the car are are capable of in drift it's it's crazy as i had to to learn to at some of the tracks for the run-up before the first turn i had to like hold myself back because in pro 2 there's a lot less grip i'm used to just kind of flooring it all the way through the run on the run-up hucking the car in and i'm at about the right speed you know give or take a few mile an hour now with the bigger tire more grip i can overshoot a lot of those turns way easier and so that was uh, something to have to really try and figure out to dial in when it comes to qualifying and all that um, was, you know, one of the issues. And two, just like everyone's so fast out there, like so many of the other cars are just incredibly fast in their own ways and in their own areas. Some of them are right out of the gate, way faster on the straight line. But into the first turn, you can kind of catch up to them and then struggle behind them because you're a lot faster in that area. And then vice versa, you know, some of them are way fast in those turns, but you'd be able to pass them before the front clip or like the first entry clip if you wanted to. So it's trying to figure out everyone's different car setup and how they drive was was a pretty, you know, tough thing to figure out. With Pro 2, a lot of the cars are heavier. They're all on the same tire. So everyone's kind of speeds were really similar. There wasn't anyone that really had a crazy speed difference. Uh, but when it comes to Pro 1, everyone's got different advantages in different areas so that was something hard to try and really dial in and figure out yeah it is kind of wild i don't think i really appreciated the difference between the pro 2 and the pro cars until i went to st louis because like um i think it was travis reader's car i was looking at i mean that's just like not to say that not take anything away from travis or his car his team or anything like that but somebody could build that car you know if they dedicated themselves to it and it's a reasonable horsepower level it's like 450 or something like that and and Mm -hmm. you know i i wouldn't say that we have anything local that's at that level quite but it's a lot closer for sure than a full pro level car Um, yeah but the difference between them is is nuts like just just being out there you can just see physically the speeds when they're on throttle like how much faster the pro one cars are than than like all the pro two stuff but i think that doesn't translate super well when you're watching it on youtube yeah, that's probably uh, the hardest part to realize. Except, like, you guys are saying, with like, uh, like Long Beach, it seems like you're coming in a lot faster. I always thought the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, you're just blasting down that front straight and hugging yeah. at this wall, and then didn't realize till later that it's like, all right, if I kind of roll into it a little bit slower, it sets me up way better for the first turn and then gets me on that better line. So it's it's kind of tough to really judge a lot of that stuff off of you know watching the live stream or YouTube or something like that. So on a place like that, how I mean this isn't a good example this year because obviously you said you had some challenges for practice but if you're going to go into that and have you know kind of a um a functioning car that you're not having to mess with a whole lot how many practice runs can you get um well this is the first year that they actually started limiting us okay um formula d put in a rule to limit to where we're only allowed to do it was 12 laps before qualifying was it just people that had super well set up cars were just going out there and killing it I think is what it was. Some of the teams were going out there and getting, you know, probably 20, 25 or so laps before qualifying. Other teams would go out and have to do a setup change or had maybe an issue with the car or something like that. We only get like three or four or something. So FD kind of put a cap on it to try and make it a little, 
I guess, a little more level for everyone. So everyone has the same amount of time to adapt and make their changes to go out for, for the qualifying. And then after qualifying, once you go into tandem practice before like the top 32, it's just however many you can get in the allotted time. All right. Okay. Um, so I guess, was there anything else from 2018 that are your takeaways going into the 2019 season? Um, obviously there was a lot of building going on and adding to your experience, but what are some of those things that you kind of picked up on that you want to make sure that you carry into 2019? Um, it's every year we try and be, you know, as, as prepped and as ready as you can. And it's just something you can't always be a hundred percent on. Um, you know, every year we make changes to like our packing list for our trailer to make sure we have all our spare stuff as well as, you know, trying to monitor any additional things we can on the car. Like I said, you know, we've changed and added some pressure sensors in the exhaust manifold for the car that we're going to go test on the dyno you know, EGT sensors and stuff like that, like just additional things that we're going to have that I'm probably going to leave on for not the full event, but maybe at least the Thursday practice or something, just so I have numbers to see how the, the car's doing and be ready and try and see if, you know, maybe I can see something's about to fail and, you know, either hold practice off if I have to, you know, cut it early or whatever and save the car to do like a qualifying lap and then worry about doing either an engine swap or a turbo change or something like that for, you know, that, that evening, just trying to make sure you get into the show. It's a lot of it, um, with FD is you gotta, it's, it's preparation really. You gotta be ready, um, you know, really cause anything can happen and, you know, just kind of do your best to have whatever you can on hand. Um, you know, there's who's, a couple times who's pulling that data from your car or is that something you're looking at after you do a run? Uh, I got a, one of my crew guys, aunt, uh, who's going to be uh, back with us at every round next year. He, uh, knows like tuning and all that as well. Um, I know a bit, I can just kind of see the numbers once we get the car tuned through, uh, through my tuner, Martin, um, you know, I, I've, I've got all the logs then for the data for when the car's in the dyno and when it's out at the track, I can see the numbers and kind of compare and go from there. So, um, you know, I'll jump on and try and pull a log if I can at the end of each day, just to see what everything's going and, and just be ready for the next day. As well as if I feel like the car's doing something weird, uh, I'll have one of the guys just pull pull a log off of like one of the runs from practice, and we'll go from there. Uh, one thing that might be kind of kind of interesting for people to know about is what your team and your experience wants to carry for spares, because um, you're not Warthouse, you're not carrying an extra car. <laughs> nah, Super yeah. bizarre, um, but kind of what are the expendable pieces that you guys seem like you are constantly using that's you know easy for you guys to throw on the trailer is a lot of value for uh it's not really so much as like expendable stuff um like i said our list kind of grows every year from usually a previous year's failure of something um literally like things like power steering lines high pressure lines low pressure lines um spare bunches you know like fuel pumps uh, my car runs mechanical and an electronic water pump. So I've got a spare of the electronic one in the back. Cause I've seen just randomly, you know, someone have a failure. It wasn't us one year, but I've seen someone have a failure and it's like, all right, well, that's something that could go wrong. What's having on hand. Um, you know, pretty much any of the small items of the car that can be replaced. Uh, you know, we, we try and have on hand, like I've got a spare ECU, um, axles drive shafts you know all that stuff you know for years we didn't have a spare drive shaft because we're like oh yeah no one you know no one breaks a drive shaft and we were actually talking to one of our friends from one of the other teams and 
he was talking to Ant about it, and he's like, "Oh, you guys don't have a spare drive shaft?" Like, no, we never broke one. We never need it. And he goes, "Oh, well, you know, he was uh, our buddy Nate was working for Odie at the time, and he's like, oh, well, Odie broke one a year ago, so now we've got a spare at all times." And literally, Ant looks at him and goes, "I swear, if we break a drive shaft this round, I'm coming after you." <laughs> and 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 sure enough, like four laps later. Uh, it was when me and Nate were driving together. Nate goes out and, and snaps, uh, the end of the drive shaft right <laughs> off of it. And so luckily it was, uh, it was Thursday practice, uh, at Orlando. And so we were able to run to a local drive shaft shop and have them replicate our drive shaft for us that night and build us one. So we had it for Friday practice and then, uh, qualifying there for him. But ever since then, now it's like, we've got a spare drive shaft. Like, so there's axles, um, you know, wheel bearings, uh, studs, lug nuts, all that stuff. Like it's all random when it can go, you know, you got to throw tires on the car real quick and cross thread a, you know, lug nut or lug stud, you know, so we've got plenty of spares for stuff like that. It's, you know, almost anything and everything you can kind of think of, we, we try and have, if we can, you know, I've got a spare engine. Uh, I don't have a spare gearbox, but I do have spare sets of the replaceable parts inside of it for like the dog faces and the slider rings and all that. So, Luckily, I haven't, you know, had the instance of where I've shattered a gear or, or rung a gear of the transmission. But, you know, we're we're working to build up the the budget and the, you know, the, the program to have a spare gearbox and a spare differential at all times, just in case. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a huge expenditure to carry all that stuff in in the trailer. But you know, you got to pay to play. Exactly. But it yeah. takes it takes time to get there too. So, the first thing everyone assumes. With drifting, do you carry spare bumpers or do you just deal with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We usually, uh, I try and have two rear and at least one front, uh, at all times if I, if I can. It depends on okay. how close the events are. Yeah, those are, take up a lot of real estate in the, in the trailer. I'm here's sure. an interesting question. Yeah. Um, your wrap is not as simple as some other ones. <laughs> um, is that a pain in the ass for bumpers? Uh, it is at times. Yeah. Um, luckily we've been good and had, uh, some good vinyl guys that are usually what we do is try and get the car done beginning of the year. And then we'll have this, like some of the spares done right then and there. And so that we have the spares done and wrapped, you know, pre-event we go there. And if I end up messing one up, we'll order in another one. And while the car's there, they can match up lines and, Hmm. and body work. So that way it matches for, for the next round. I think maybe it was Bert that brought this up. Zach Bert, he was talking about, or we were talking. This would have been at the beginning of the season, but we were talking about like Turek, um, you know, the race services, vinyl wrap and all that stuff. Their bumpers are a different color, and their their wrap is a lot more simple for this year. Right. And so we were wondering if, or he was wondering that's if that strategic. was why. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that that's probably why they they did that was just for the ease of you know, in between rounds, just getting a bumper, just one solid color wrap and maybe just throwing some sponsor logos on it or something was yeah. going to be a lot easier than trying to line up because, you know, got, artwork or body lines or something like that. Yeah. You've got sponsors on your, on your bumpers. That's what I was yeah, wondering about. So you got to make sure that that stuff gets back on the car. Yep. Yes. Yeah. As soon as we can, like I so usually, usually always try and have a, I try and have two rear bumpers and one front bumper for, for every round if I can. It just, just depends. Sometimes the rounds are, are super close in between. And if, you know, usually if I've messed up a rear bumper, I've got something else I've got to work on behind it that I've probably messed up. So mm-hmm. we're not always able to get, you know, an additional spare ready at times, but 
I think I did pretty well this year as far as all my body work. I think I actually came back from the final round with one spare brand new bumper for the rear and I think a pretty decent looking front one. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the little things, right? Yeah. Like, what yeah, do they want yeah. from you? Is uh, is FD kind of like NASCAR where your car has to be almost flawless the day before an event or is it more laid back? Uh, it's a little more laid back. Obviously, they know the sport is a lot more, I guess, contact oriented than, than some of the other stuff. I mean, obviously, NASCAR and all that, there's a bunch of, you know, the guys out there bumping each other, rubbing all that. But, right. you know, with us, when they're trying to get us to run, you know, three inches off a wall, there's going to be quite a bit of errors where people are, you know, bumping into it and tearing the bumpers off or tearing taillights and all that out. Um, they do like to see at least, you know, for qualifying the car look as a hundred percent as it can, but you know, they're the judges and all that are there, you know, the day of before watching qual, uh, like practice before qualifying. So they'll see if, you know, if you had some kind of bad accident or something like that before and you, you know, if you make it to the line, usually they're stoked that you were able to get the car out and, and get it going and then just hope that, you know, maybe by Saturday, if you qualify, you'll have, uh, you know, the body work kind of repaired, but usually for, for qualifying, they want to see it. It just kind of depends on how the event's going for you. That make, makes sense. Are you guys going to look at changing the vinyl for 2019? Yeah, we're going to do new, uh, new livery for the car. Um, we're probably still going to stay with, uh, 2F for the super doof kits. So it'll be the same, same body work, but we're looking to, to definitely doing probably some new livery and hopefully something a little brighter. So, I dug the brown. I like the 2017 car a yeah. lot too. So, yeah, it's unique. Yeah, that one I think was was my highlight so far. So I got to try and work up to to get something to beat that. But that one was that's going to be tough. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think the cars are getting a little bit more simple. I guess we'll see what guys decide to do next year. But it seems like everybody kind of simplified everything, mm-hmm. probably for ease of repair. But uh, yeah, then you got you got you know the Vaptasia car and the Coral Works car and all that that are still pretty loud. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see. Um, so talk about as you're, you would, I would kind of qualify you as more of a um, grassroots level driver, I guess. You kind of came up through the ranks and you haven't been doing this. You're not, you're not uh, Vaughn Gittin. Yeah. You've not been doing yeah, it for yeah. Yeah, still like many this, years, uh, 15 years. Yeah, they classify like a privateer. Yeah. Um, and all, yeah, yeah. We're still, I think, honestly, I'm pretty sure like, like me, like in Juku, like our, our team, uh, is like one of the longest running privateer, uh, teams in FD. You know, we've been in it since I think the second year or so we've had a car pretty much every year. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we're not like factory backed or, you know, obviously there's not like Nissan or, mm-hmm. you know, Ford or anything like that on the cars. So it's all run through, you know, and Juku is the, is the main title and program sponsor. So what, challenges do you have as kevin lawrence as far as marketing because with fd and the fact that we live in 2019 now when this comes out mm-hmm. or be close to 2019 um you have i think a different level of responsibility than someone that did 15 years ago as far as marketing yeah um, like now definitely um you know a lot of sponsors and the series itself is looking for um, obviously they want to see like a social media push. Um, a lot of sponsors and teams are really looking for, you know, YouTube content and stuff. Now I think that's kind of where everything's kind of revolving and, and moving, shifting into, which is like YouTube content. So, um, next year we're looking to definitely up my, 
you know, like my social media presence as well as like content that we're putting out through the Njuku's like YouTube page. Um, so we're, we're working up some ideas to try and do either, uh, maybe like the rebuild series of the car getting refreshed as well as like, you know, event recaps and maybe some kind of behind the scenes stuff at the events, uh, to kind of change up a little bit. A lot of guys do, you know, like the basic event recap stuff, but we were thinking about doing it maybe as more of like a kind of behind the scenes thing, not so much as like how the event's going, but you know, the build up to it and then what's going on at the nights at the events and all that. So all that stuff is such a huge challenge. I really wonder about YouTube as a format because I feel mm. like the market's super saturated. Yeah. I, why would, and I mean, that's why we don't do YouTube content as much anymore. We do the show, but like, right. why does anybody want to watch us do anything with our cars? Like that's an honest question. Like, yeah, I, who with gives you. a fuck? <laughs> in I'm all seriousness. Yeah. So yeah, it's and, tough. Yeah, yeah. To, to try and get that, you know, and, and build your reach because yeah, the market, you know, for YouTube obviously has gotten pretty saturated, and a lot of people have jumped on it and started channels and and different things that you know that they're trying to do to build their their own following. So it's it's tough. It's you know it, it's a the whole social media and like marketing thing is it's a tough thing to really understand because by the time you think you've got it figured out it's completely changed yep and there's there's another thing there's a next thing you know it's like the whole there was you know myspace then facebook and then instagram and snapchat and all that's so like everything's always changing so um you know any anytime you can kind of come up with some new ideas for content you know and how you're going to release it is obviously something that you really got to sit down and think on it is this going to draw attention or you know people going to want to watch it are you going to come back to watch the second one you know it's a, uh, it's it's a whole tough thing to really try and keep up with, and trying to see what everyone else is doing to try and stay within you know relevancy is what everyone in the same I guess market is doing is is kind of another thing you want to do as well. But mm-hmm. also branching out and doing something new and different isn't always a bad thing either. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the only thing that really appeals to me on YouTube that's Formula Drift related is frenemies. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I like. Odie and Matt, mm-hmm. or if there's some, I don't know, there's something different about that. I'm not really sure. Or just how they're doing it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little bit of all of it, isn't it? Yeah. I like Matt Field. I, yeah. I think he's just something about, I, well, I like his car, obviously, because yep. it's LS based, which is better. We'll talk about that. <laughs> and then, uh, but, uh, no, that RB he didn't have to swap sense, it. Right? It was already, it was ready. It was ready to go. Yeah. I think he just yeah. drove it straight off the car, used car lot and straight on the track. Yeah. I think that's what he yeah, said. I think, I think they, I think they just pulled the AC compressor off and then sent it right through tech. Yeah. That was the video I watched for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I saw. In all seriousness, seriousness though, I think it's funny that Stratton runs like the dash with the radio in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I, yeah. He's got power windows in it. The radio's still in it. <laughs> It's Corvette, man. They're that's, supposed to be kind of comfy while that, still that's being fun. What right? I would aspire to would be to have, have, have your AC on. It's the right. old man's sports car. <laughs> it's, it is yeah. the old man's sports car. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I didn't really have a point necessarily on that. But that sometimes things work, and you don't know why they work. I guess was that's my the point. Truth. I don't know why yeah. I like watching that, but I do, and I really don't like watching stuff on YouTube that often. There's about three or four Ooh. things that I watch. For some reason, that's appealing, and I don't have any idea why. I want to watch that. Yeah. So, like, I don't watch with, anything else yeah, with, that they produce. Yeah, and what they're doing is working. Obviously, they're getting they're getting views and all that for it. So it's yeah. it's cool that you know they went out and kind of tried to do their own spin on it, and it's actually you know working well for them. Yeah. So if you can carve out something that that works for you, it's it's great. It's not like mm-hmm. 
10 or eight or five years ago or whatever, when, you know, you could throw something out there and get a pretty good reach. There's so much content out there. So it creates a lot of challenges, obviously. Yeah, definitely. So kind of transitioning, um, from 2018 into 2019, um, you've kind of talked a little bit about some of the lessons learned and things that you wanted, you want to look forward to in 2019, but what are you excited about with this new season? Um, moving into 19, I'm just excited that at least I've got the first year behind me. Um, you know, I've been around FD for, for quite a few years now. I've known a lot of drivers that have worked their way up and, and seen the struggles of the first year. And I know that when I went into 2018, I knew it was going to be, you know, a tough year and there was going to be a lot of surprises, which there was. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, really excited just so that I know that I've got the first year under my belt. And we were able to make all the rounds and less the final one, we were able to go out and have a good showing and qualify at least at all rounds and, uh, and go out there. So now I've got the jitters of that whole thing behind me and I've driven it now at all the tracks. So going to next year, it's more of, I know I'm going to be running the same car. Uh, we're not really doing much changes as far as the setup. We're just doing uh, a couple updates to the chassis for some safety things as far as like seat mounting, um, putting a, like a larger tunnel, uh, transmission tunnel in it so that I can get a, like a scatter shield kind of blanket over the transmission. Damn it, Kevin. <sighs> I've really been like paranoid about I wanna, I wanna shit exploding. Them. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm terrible with it. Yeah. So <laughs> I've, uh, I really like my feet want to keep them. So that's my, like my number one priority for going into next year is getting that on the car. That's not in the rules unless <clears throat> it's changed. I look, it's not, it's not mandatory, uh, in all the rule books. It does. They do recommend it if you can. Um, with my setup, how it was last year, the trans tunnel was a factory one still, and it was just too tight for, to kind of fit the, uh, like the blanket up around and, and get it strapped to the, to the bell housing properly. So, we're allowed to modify the the tunnels uh, a little more freely uh, as far as I think it started last year. So I'm jumping into that so I can get that on the car and, and feel a little safer. So that way I'm not too, too worried about, you know, anything coming through the car. Is that all you're doing <clears throat> is the SFI blanket? Yeah. I'm just going to do just one of the, yeah, like the basic kind of like SFI kind of blankets that kind of wrap around. I want something that's relatively easy, like to remove and, you know, if need be, if I got to do a quick clutch job or something like that. I haven't been able to find an SFI like actual rated bell housing. Otherwise, I would probably go that route. Um, yep. But I haven't seen any for the RB. I guess that's kind of my fault for doing an engine that not many people are really supporting here in the states. So they they do make. I apologize. They do make an LS one, but it's, oh, yeah. it's very expensive. I was going to go there if you yeah. didn't. It's, so it's, good. it's many. It's many many monies. So yeah, for yeah. someone who doesn't. But it but it is available. So. It is available. Yes. Yeah, I guess I that. if more I looked people... around a little bit, uh, I think beginning of last year, and I didn't see a bell housing that was SFI for the RB, or if there was one, it might not have worked with my transmission setup, maybe or something. So I think maybe if more people were drag racing RBs, you may have that option. Have you looked yeah. at Australia? Because apparently that's yeah, it's big over there. But yeah. I, I I tried to find look you know looking through online, but I don't know with down in Australia, maybe I have to like turn the monitor upside turn down the computer or something upside to find down. it. Also, I think that I don't think Australians give two shits about safety. They, yeah, have you seen they definitely uh, make it. That, what do they call that? You might be right. Power It's not power two or what do they call that? Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what we, you're talking about. Just, yeah, I'm with you on that. The one. rolling uh drag racing burnouts yeah. that you're talking about. Uh, where yeah, they get out on the they race or they get out on the race track. Drag burnouts. They just get out on the racetrack and like drag race each other down the straightaways and then 
you know, take the corners and then drag race each other down the street. It's just open. Just do whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. And I think they're mostly usually in like tank tops, shorts, and flip flops. Flip flops. Yep. 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 That's yeah. the national uniform for and Australia. Then, and then there's yeah. the burnout with contests their mullets. With your mullet. And the cars that have like the axles that have been moved forward so that they spin quicker when you're doing donuts. And yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why you can't find a bell housing. Yeah. <laughs> one, one day I can get one. Australia. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to do that modification as well because I got to take my engine out. Because uh, yeah, I don't know why. Well, I actually I do. For some reason, the the losing your feet thing came up in my feet at some point, and then the guy from oh shit, I can't remember what the name of the company is. The guy that I bought my angle kit from. He has villains. villains. He's yep. got an LS FC RX7, and okay. his oh yeah is exploded. Oh, that was nasty. Shot yeah. past the uh, passenger's foot. Yeah, up through the cowl. It sh- he mm-hmm. had a GoPro, and it shot through the cowl, and you could see it go past the windshield. And I was like, okay, that's just kind of a normal car, and that that was bad. Yep. That was very bad. Yeah, that's my biggest worry too. I don't know what it is, but all of the videos I've seen of that happening, for some reason, the flywheel or whatever is actually coming out, whether it's clutch or flywheel, usually tends to go to the right, and that's the side I'm on. <laughs> I think oh yeah, that's right. It is it's yeah. probably rotational <laughs> something you know, or another. force yeah. there. Yeah. That's why. It yeah, I don't. Bad. I don't know exactly why it's all spinning, really, you know, in a circle. But it just mm-hmm. always seems to want to go on to the right side, and that's not what I want to risk. Yep. I never thought about that for you specifically. Yep. That's, that's true. Are you the only right-hand drive car? No, I think there's three or four others, I believe. I know... Probably all the uh, Europeans. I think Dai went to right-hand drive a couple years back. He went back to that. And okay. And then oh, uh, the, Kazuya in the GTR was right-hand drive. The Warthouse cars? Uh, uh, James's car is, but Peter's is not. Oh, that's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, no, that's how I you think tell that spare car they have, I believe, is right-hand drive so i can't believe that it's like it's just, it's just, there's another car in there okay yeah well you know, I, I really wish they, they would have done that spare car with like center drive in it so that way if one of them blows <laughs> up on thursday it's closer it's not favorited towards either which one who has the spare car it's just like figure it out i would have been more impressed if they put steering wheels on both sides on both sides <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you just switch it over or whatever. Yeah. You just flip the rack. Flip how hard, the steering yeah, rack how hard is I bet that rack bolts in and out real quick. How hard would it be? Yeah, I mean, really, wouldn't I don't think it would be that bad if you just had, like, another column there. You just got to, like, have both the columns maybe mounted, and you just have, like, a place to lock yeah. the shaft for the other side that's not, you know, in yeah. use or whatever, off to the side or something. I like it. That so sounds like, like something they could do. Their Similar. budget's unlimited, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they can they, figure it out. They're gonna hear this and start looking into that now. I swear to God, if that's what happens, <laughs> if they end up doing that, they owe us a show. I'm just saying. Right? Yeah. Just just uh just put the copyright paperwork in now. Uh but we should talk about before we talk about twenty nineteen anymore, uh you did mm-hmm. go one more time with Peter, which was I did. fucking huge, and I was screaming at the T V the entire time. I remember that. <laughs> I was screaming in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you drove away from him on one of those leads. Yeah, you did. You that car totally just hooked just up disappeared. and left. Yep. I was like, yeah, there's was... no way he's walking away from that car, and you just were gone. Yeah, I was I was super surprised with that, and as well as he was, he was as well, because he came by after uh, <laughs> on the first pair of battles and came up to me and was just like, I, he, he was like speechless. He's like, your car, I, I had nothing. There was, I was, it was just gone. Like he had, just he waving. didn't know what to say. 
Um, but no, it was it was awesome to to really go out there and and finally get you know a good battle in with him and you know kind of show those guys that you know I've I've got it there. I just gotta really fine tune you know my driving itself and. And, you know, we ended up getting the, the one more time battle and then just my nerves got to me. I was like, oh, we're going one more time. This is great. This is awesome. <laughs> I, just I thought of, your one more time looked good, too. I mean, yeah. it was hard. It, they were still splitting hairs, in my opinion. Yeah. Granted, yeah, I was no, really yeah. biased, but I was like, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to go one more time again. I mean, it, it really did look it looked really good. Yeah, no, I was so. I was stoked on it, and everyone's like, "Oh, you should be so upset!" Like they they totally robbed you on that. I was like, "No, like you know, I'm 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 totally fine with it." Like I know I had my mistakes, you know, sure he had his as well, but as far as I know, what I did, I was like, mine probably outweighed his, and I go back after each one and try and watch the the replays from the FD event and try and spot and see if I can you know notice what the judges notice, and most you know literally I think nine times out of ten i always agree with how the judges go with on the calls so definitely wasn't wasn't upset with that one and at least you know got a good battle for the year for the rookie year against the guy that you know was what third in the championship this year so it was it was cool yeah he's he's on the list for a championship there's no doubt he's 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 killer he's super consistent yep yeah him him and james are are nuts with with their consistency and uh, I think next year's as Peter gets more comfortable with driving here in the states. I think him and James, I think, are going to be the big battle for for the championship next year. I think they're going. I think they're both going to surpass maybe Osbo and and even Vaughn. Vaughn had a good year, especially at the end, showing up and shredding in Irwindale. So I think he's, you know, he's going to turn up a bit next year. But I think Peter and James are going to be the ones fighting it out for the championship. Chelsea did really well too, because this is technically a second year, right? In, uh, in the Mustang, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I thought, I thought he did exceptionally well. I mean, he got yeah, no, third and for, for yeah, getting in that chassis and even even last year he had a pretty decent year for for a new you know a new car a new chassis he's never really driven, and then yeah this year to be second year in and, and get some podiums was was rad. He just drives really hard. I don't know what it takes yeah. to have that level of confidence, but especially for a car that's underpowered. Yeah, compared to the rest of the grid, I think he's he's. Him and Stratton probably have two of the uh, least powerful cars, and we're talking like 750 horsepower. So <laughs> take it relatively, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, there's there's some lower ones out there. I know is Van it? Kirk's car. I think is I think his is under six. Honestly, I think is it really? I think he's saying, really? like, he saying it was like 580 or 590 Man, or something. What's like that. he it's, doing? He still throws down though. I mean, no, no, he he kills it. Yeah. What is your car at? My car last year we were right around 850. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's plenty you should take that to a drag strip sometime just for shits and giggles I want to I'm just terrified put that in a YouTube video <laughs> yeah there you go I'd watch that like don't change your alignment or anything just show up at a drag strip and just <laughs> just do it be just run the, the flat spotted front tires and yeah, the bent wheels and all that and just go run about a buck it's, sixty down the track it's not that far you'll be fine yeah what's the worst that can happen it's less distance than you're used to and we know yeah, a track that has a drift track right next to a drag oh, track. That's a good point. You that's could just say it, yeah. and you've you been just, there. You could just do a drift day and then roll right into a no prep. You could come <laughs> hang out with me for once. They, they actually had one of those when to. I was up there when I passed through for for that Omaha event yeah, when I brought the car be, out there. It I don't seems to be a thing. Recall like that every at all? Time that there's a drift day, there's also a no prep there that night for some reason, which is super fun to be at. I don't recall you being in town. 
<laughs> I was there. You no, weren't. I don't think that that's true. I, that, <laughs> that, that, that didn't happen. That picture says otherwise. No, that's not Trevor at all in that photo. <laughs> that's not Omaha. That's, that's, that's No, that's not even Omaha. That's for sure Florida. And, Look at all those, the ocean. Right Look at all those palm trees. I passed trees. through again. When did you pass through again? I passed through again, and I, and I, uh, I think I Facebook messaged you. I said, Hey, I'm on my way back home. I parked off on this exit. This truck stopped to sleep. And I think I gave you like a breakfast order. That was at 3 a.m. <laughs> I remember that one. That doesn't count. <laughs> Should have hit me up. I was probably he's working like, that yeah, night. I was I had to work in the morning. Yeah, he's like, hey, you want to go to breakfast? And I got the message in the morning. I was like, yeah, he's kidding. There's no way he's actually over here. It was specific information. It was an exit number. I think it was a Love's or a, a Flying J flying truck stop J? or something. Oh, man. Could have ate at Max's Diner. Right. All right. I will try to be more available to hang out with Kevin Lawrence <laughs> when he comes through Iowa, I guess, which those were probably my two opportunities and that was it. Yeah. Either going to Seattle or on the way back is usually uh, my time's through. I suppose Long Beach, you just stay south the whole time, don't you? Yeah. I usually just run like I-10 just straight from east to west, much. straight down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you. Oh. You drive yourself with the, like your rig and all that, don't you? I got another crew guy that, that rides with me, and he, he does some of the driving as well. Oh, perfect. The rest of the guys yeah. fly in? Uh, yeah. Like a lot of, some of my guys last year were based out of California, uh, and then some oh, guys okay. out of here. So um, two of us from here would drive out, and then a lot of the other guys would just kind of fly in. How many guys do you have on a crew on any given weekend? Uh, I've usually got three guys that like are around and kind of tend to the car, mm-hmm. and then I've got a spotter. And then there's I've got a photographer I fly in as well as uh, usually per round I'll hire on one of the normal like guys that are out there doing video footage or stuff like that I'll hire uh, like one of them on just to kind of give me some footage and recap stuff that I can have edited for uh, like YouTube stuff and all that for down here. I gotcha. So you actually you have spotters like during runs or yeah they're they just they're out there for the runs. Um, I don't have like my spotter. We don't talk like. I don't have him like yelling at me like mid run or anything like that. I really probably couldn't hear him anyway. Um, but some of the teams, it's funny as they do is I know one of the pro two teams, um, he, I forget his name. Uh, one of the guys from Canada. Uh, but I know his, my, my spotter was telling me that his spotter is literally like they're mid run and he's yelling at him in French, <laughs> like, <laughs> like telling him, you know what to do and all that like mid run. So I don't know how they're able to hear each other, but I guess it's working because he ended up doing pretty, uh, pretty good in Irwindale. I just, uh, it was the, it's the bright orange car for most of the year, and I think the final round he showed up, it was like bright yellow. Mm, the only There's one so I can many... come up with be Hatley or Hatley. That's the only orange car I can think of. No, it's the S S fourteen, I think fifteen front on it, and I literally chatted with the guy a couple times, and I just can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. Can't think of it either. Yeah, There's a lot of people screaming at their oh, absolutely. iPhone right now, but that's okay. You idiots, you know. Yeah. You morons, all of you. How do you not know? There's a lot of Pro 2 cars, man. What do you want from us? <laughs> also, There is a lot. Yeah, it's to crazy. To be fair, when you're like, you know, I'm looking at this thing, which is showing Kevin recording and trying not to peek out the levels, and I'm looking at the mixer, and I'm looking at my notes and these questions, and Robbie's running that thing, and blah, blah, blah. And you're actually listening I'm to the sorry, conversation. I'm sorry, I forgot somebody's name. Like, <laughs> I can't do people's names when that's all I have to focus on, and I'm sorry that, you know. So anyway, I think people understand that. They just like to give us shit. Yeah, it happens. Fact. Um, 
here's a weird question. It just kind of yeah. came up as we were talking about spares, and it, it just made me think about this. Do you guys replace the brakes on the car very often? <laughs> Actually, no. I okay. think my <laughs> brakes, I think mine are about three or four seasons now on the car. Oh, oh okay. Wow. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Yeah. Does that but, include yeah. the, the, I assume you use a hydraulic e-brake? Yeah, it's got a hydraulic handbrake. Um, so is that a second caliper setup? Or do you still yeah, it's a, yeah, second set in the rear um, for you know for the handbrake, and then I do you know like driving. You use a good bit of foot brake on some of the tracks for just kind of like two foot driving, um, like left foot brake and all that. But like really like they we don't use it nowhere near as much as you know like a road road racing or anything like that. So like our like I said, my stuff's been I think three seasons on the car now, and every year we you know I, I pull the calipers down, I pull everything apart, clean it, and kind of check everything through and. If everything's still good, they get cleaned up and put back on. Put that in the pro category for the <laughs> pros and cons for drifting, I guess. <laughs> what are you what are you running for brakes? Uh Pads. running actually they're like Z thirty two rear calipers. Yep. Uh and the front is like R thirty two GTR, which is like the same as pretty much like Z thirty two fronts that just runs like a two ninety mil rotor instead of like a two eighty or something. So it's just a little bit bigger rotor. Okay. So wait, you're running you run three fifty. I got th- I got 350Z brake pads and then or not 350Z rotors and 300ZX pads. Oh, okay. So I got the, I got Calibers. the track day pads. Yeah. Yes, yes, and pads, calipers and pads. Right. That's in Robbie's drift car. He was just telling me before oh. we started that he's going to be <laughs> yeah. converting his car for drift. He's got an angle kit on his road race car, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. It's good for autocross. It's to get me out of trouble. It's good for autocross. Yeah. It's it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. It's to get you out of trouble when you're on a full lock drift. For that snap oversteer. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's it's fine. fine. I think that angle kits are an an untapped market in autocross. Yeah. There's actually, I think it's GK Tech. They make uh, like a lot of drift parts. Yep. But they also make a front knuckle for like road racing stuff. It has like... A little bit quicker steer, I think, in it, but it doesn't have like all the Ackerman taken out of it or something like that for like their normal drift knuckle. That makes sense. Wisefab makes so, full kits for road racing and rally. I'll say, yeah, I think Wisefab did as well. Yeah. Yep. What What kit are you running on your car? What's the manufacturer? Uh, it's a Wisefab up front. Is it okay? Yep. So we do have somebody with a Wisefab. <laughs> it plays into the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, we have a weird conspiracy about Wisefab. That, have we talked about it on the show? I think so. Yeah, yeah. no one actually buys them. Buys them. They're they're only on. So I, I pro said cars that. I said and that. Show and then, cars. No, there's a guy locally that runs a Wisefab so semi locally. So people are buying them. Ah, they're poking holes in that. I mean, I'm buying them. <laughs> <laughs> but we th- we think they're only on pro cars and show cars. Yeah, maybe. But that nah, guy's. I mean, there's there's some people out here that are running them for like street cars and all. Hmm. They live in a different tax bracket than I do. I think that's part of the problem is we can't afford them. <laughs> we can't afford them, well, so nobody ch- can afford well, them. we choose not to right. anyway. Yep. But yeah, I, that, that guy that runs the Wisefab kit that I saw, he he's just running a 350Z. Like I mean, pretty, it's it's a cool car. but Pretty it's, basic car? Other? Uh, I think so, I, other than like he's got a cool livery, but yeah, it's like a, but he's, I mean, he's not still built running. to the hilt. No, I don't think so. It's not hmm. like. Swapped and supercharged and blah blah blah. It's right. not, is it that one that ran an MDU? Um, not that one. I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, I think he's he's Midwest, but I don't think he was with MDU. Okay. Um, and then the the guys that uh, the guys in Texas run them too. Mm-hmm. I've seen those, but yeah. So anyway, um, I got a couple fan questions. Was there anything else for 2019 
that you can think of? Do you feel more confident going into 2019? Yeah, I feel better. I think going into there, just like I said, because mainly I got the first year kind of behind me. Um, I'm working now to try and get a bunch of driving that I can in the off season, whether it's in, uh, you know, the pro car, once I get it kind of refurbed and back together uh, before the season starts or like the shop, we've got that R32. I'm trying to just get as much seat time as I can to get ready for it. Uh, a lot of tandem driving whenever I can. So was the 32 uh, for sale? Uh, we had it for sale for a bit because um, it really wasn't getting used. It was just kind of sitting around. And then after beginning of this year, um, we ended up having issues with my pro car. And we ended up having to take the 32 to Long Beach anyway. We realized maybe it's not a bad idea to kind of keep it around for a spare car. So <laughs> It was like a totally not unreasonable amount of money. And I was trying to decide how much I hated myself financially. <laughs> for like a brief moment, I was like, that's not that much money. For what no, you yeah, get, it's for, a great for what it, deal. For what it had in it, what the price that we had it up for, uh, no, it was it was a really good deal, honestly, for anyone. We had some people come look at it, but I think they didn't think it was the caliber of a car that it actually was. I think maybe just based on the price tag, and then they came and looked at it, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is really like 100% all out like a, like a race yeah. car. You, yeah. you mean I can't just drive this to cars and coffee? I can put a license plate yeah. on this, right? Yeah, I can register yeah. this, right? And I didn't, didn't somebody show up thinking that was a street car? Yeah, there was there were some people that came by and he was like looking at it and thought that it was he, he thought more maybe more like a weekend kind of car that he'd be able to like oh, I can maybe drive around every once in a while. And Not really. Came and sat down in it and I think I think I think really once we just went to fire it up and he heard the fuel pumps kind of prime and all that he was like oh okay. <laughs> I get it now. My bad. It's like when Danny George's car came up for sale last year too. I was like man, that E36 that's pretty sick or forty six whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that car'd be rad. I miss Danny George. Hopefully, he yeah. surfaces again. Yeah, he'll probably show back up. He was he was he, fun. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, the one last thing I did want to ask you. So you've got the drift car in the UK as well. You bought a 180 SX. Yeah. Oh, it's a over there. They're 200 SXs. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's S13 hatch over there. I bought it as a. Um, really it was just like a bare shell that was caged. Uh, the previous owner had an RB in it. So it's kind of set up for it. It's got like a rear rad in it and then like a fuel system is all still there in it from when I bought it from this guy. Uh, I went over in like February and was able to put some time into it and get it up on suspension and rolling again and just been trying to figure out how to get, you know, more time to get over there and really get it together to try and run it. Um, I was lucky enough, uh, have a buddy over there, uh, Adam Simmons over there from Slide Motorsport. Uh, met up with him, uh, who was it, Irwindale this year. Talked to him for a bit. And I was coming over anyway for like the BDC finals uh, over there. And he was actually going to sit out that round. So he's like, hey, man, just uh, just come drive my car. And like I thought he was joking. I was like, no, nah, there's no way. He's, you know, he's just going to tell me to come over and you know jump in his car. And I was like, well, we were at the track drinking or whatever. And Cause I didn't qualify. So I was having a good day. And <laughs> the next day, you know, he's, he's talking to me. He's like, uh, no, for real, like, uh, just, just come over and I've got tires, everything sorted for it. Just, just put gas in the car and drive it. <laughs> and so Lily got to go over and jump in his car and drive this R33 at the final round of BDC, which was a blast. I think that's the car you've got pulled up now, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind of purpley. Is that purple? No, it's a red. No, is that red? No, it's like a yeah, it's a red, like a darker red. Yep, yep, that's right. Yep. Uh, um, that brought up another question when you said tires. So you ran Nexon this year. 
Yep. We talked about you separating from another sponsor last year a little bit, I yep. think, when you were on mm. the show last time. Um, so you ran Nexon this year. Um, was that a good experience? Yeah. The, 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 tire, like the tires themselves were, were great. I only had issues, like I said, at one round, just not knowing how they were going to perform you know, on that specific track with the back-to-back just heat exposure to them. Um, but I mean, the tire itself was good. All the dudes over there, a lot of them, what's crazy is, uh, a lot of the guys from Hancock that ran like the tire busing, like mounting and dismounting of the tires were brought over into the Nexon side. Then afterwards, uh, a lot of the same guys I used to hang out with and, and talk with at the events were still there. And, you know, the guys I got to hang out with again. So it was kind of cool to, you know, have the, the transition be pretty easy with them. And so I'm, looking to, to try and hopefully extend our relationship going into 2019. Um, you know, still a few months out from the beginning of the year. So kind of see, see how everything goes with that. I'm just trying to get all my, all you know, everything lined up for, for next year. So that we want to, when the season really starts, everything's kind of signed and, and ready to go. Absolutely. Okay. Now we can use some fan questions. Finally. Um, <laughs> I'm scared. Cause I, no, there's nothing weird in here. They were these cool are not, about it. these are not the, the, how so, many did Bert send in? Uh, none, because we did it on the live Instagram. Um, as a surprise. As a surprise. And actually, some people showed up to ask questions. But uh, Sweet. Let's see here. Um, How would you feel about St. Louis? I thought St. Louis was fun. Um, it was a little difficult to kind of figure out at first. I uh, didn't realize like how fast that track was actually going to be until, you know, really kind of pushing the car. Um, but the track was actually a blast. And then... Uh, like all the fans out there were cool. We had that crazy storm while we were there that yeah, kind of destroyed nuts. a bunch of stuff. But uh, no, I had a I had a good time out there. It was cool. The, the FD actually got a, a Midwest like event back again, so that helps bring a lot of different fans from like up in your guys's area and all that to come down and actually get to check out event. I think they had way more people than they thought. Yeah, yeah, they definitely weren't prepared for that. I'm hoping next year they have the pits or something sorted out a little bit better, so they can have some more grandstands and everything like that for for all the spectators. Hopefully that means it comes back. It is. Retired. I believe, yeah, it's on, it's on the schedule, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, they have a schedule out already? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's August missed that. 6th or something. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Favorite seat time car or favorite pass build of yours? Ooh. Uh, let's see. On that, I don't know. I'm probably going to roll it back to my old A86 Corolla I had. That was probably one of my favorite cars that I've had that I got to, to drive and, and have. I think I had that car for like 10 or 11 years before I ended up selling it. Um, but it was uh, it's pretty really, honestly, it was a really basic setup. It was uh, still a 4AG car. Uh, I ended up swapping in like a, the supercharged bottom end from like an MR2 and putting a turbo kit on that. And I think it maybe did around 260 or so, 280 maybe. And the car was just a blast. Do you like the SR? <laughs> uh, I don't question. mind the SR. Uh, I'm, I'd say I'm probably more of a KA person. Ah. Ah. <laughs> when somebody asked that question, I told them that you made that, or somebody made that um, Eaton supercharger. Mm-hmm. Did you ever put that on anything? Yeah, I just, I just it? got it on a, on a KA car uh, down here, whatever, S14. I got off to send you guys some pictures. I picked up. Uh, I posted up on Instagram like a few months back. It was like a really kind of like dirty looking, like yellow S14. 
Oh yeah. I picked up for cheap and then I found uh, a buddy of mine gave me a good deal on a, a KA swap and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that blower on something. I've had it sitting around long enough. I'm going to do it. And I got on that car and like rushed it together to try and make uh, one of the events down here. And the thing just did not want to cooperate. So I'm in the process of going through it now and sorting, sorting it all out so I can actually get it running and driving and go play around with it. That should be pretty sick. So like an M45 or something? Or what? Yeah, yeah like M, M62 or whatever oh, from like a Xterra is what it uses. Oh, the big boy. Mm-hmm. Nice. When they like take it, it like bolts to a plate that bolts like the factory upper plenum and you can like flip it upside down and throw it on there. It's it's really, it's, uh, it was a company like made a kit for it like years ago and I don't think they're around and I ended up getting a plate from one of my buddies up in, up there in the Midwest and the blower and all that. And I was like, you know, it's been sitting around long enough. I need to do something with it. I want a supercharged car just because I missed the, like the whiny sound that they make. So I'm interested in this for personal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat and supercharge something. That was before all the other engines exploded. Yeah. <laughs> before so everything else did. Such as everything life. else blew up. So I'll come back to that idea at a future yeah. time. What is a dream car build of yours? It could be a street car also. I don't know if it's like a dream car build or if just like a dream car in general. That'd be fine. Um, yeah. But uh, I've always really been into like weird stuff, like odd cars. Yes. Um, <laughs> Do tell. It's not a front wheel drive Dodge. Just relax. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> no, it's a little weirder than that. Uh, if I could like get something and, you know, I guess personalize it, build it and kind of play around with it. I really would love to eventually one day get one of the old Ford RS 200s. Oh, and like one of those old <laughs> oh. crazy, like groupie rally cars. I need it so badly in my life. Yep. I'm sure that there's, you know, that those are just like six figure cars now. I'm sure. So, yeah, I think last time I got bored and looked, I think they were about the 140s or so. So they're, God. that's been, a, that's been a bit, they're probably, that's well crazy. over two now, this, I'm sure. The one that Ken Block exploded? Yeah, Ken Block's got one. Yeah, he's got one. This is Doran has one. What, what did Ken Block set on fire? Rolled it. That was the that was the Escort, the Cosworth. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, S- yep, it was a, the dual wing yeah, Cosi. Yep. Yep. Okay. Escort yep. Cosi. I couldn't remember if it was this car or some other car, but obviously it wasn't this one. These are pretty sick, though. So Didn't they cool. only make 500 of these? I don't Wasn't know it an homologation Yeah, it's a homologation car. Maybe it was less good than 500. Good engine, all-wheel drive, 80s, turbocharged nonsense. So good, yeah. dude. So good. Yeah, they even did, I think, on the production ones, if you were like that Evolution <laughs> 2 model, I think it was like seven or 800 or something. It yeah. still made like a 2.3 liter. Oof, that's in crazy. the 80s? Yeah, in the 80s. I'm sure they were the pinnacle of reliability as well. I'm sure, yeah. That's why everyone bought them for the street. That's why they're so common. Right. <laughs> do you want to do a couple stupid questions? What you got? Not number one drift podcast stupid, but number two drift podcast stupid. <laughs> you know this is the number two drift podcast? This is the number two? Yeah, yes. we're number two. We've self-proclaimed. Uh, they podcasts. only do drifting and drift is in their name. Ah, uh, gotcha. And they get invited to go to all the events. I have to ask if I can go. <laughs> hey, you could, you guys have an event now coming up, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> Sorry, friend. <laughs> uh, favorite scary once. movie? Uh, let's go. I don't know. I, I was a big fan of all the Jason stuff. So any of the old 80s Jasons. 
the original slashers. Adam shaking his head. Yeah. You're not a scary movie person. I you? hate scary That's movies. That's too impractical for you. I can't do it. Really? Dude, I, I don't know why. I just can't do it. Uh-huh. Like, like you want to leave? Like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. No, I can't I watch leave. it. So when, when uh, the first, I know this is an extreme example, but when the first Hostel came out, I was working at a movie theater. And so I would just like go in and watch like, cause I was for whatever reason, I'm fascinated by the idea, but I can't do it. Right. <laughs> so I would go in there and I would watch like three to five minutes and be like, that was it. It's all I can take. Tonight. I'm good now. And I'd walk back out again. <laughs> See, I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I like to like set the scene. So like if it's storming outside or like this, if I go to my parents' cabin uh, this weekend for for the New Year's, we're bringing uh, oh shit, what's that? Evil Dead. So we're Perfect. we're first twenty miles away from anything in the middle of Perfect. like pitch black Black Hills in the in a cabin watching Evil Dead is is what I want to do. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I want to. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? That's perfect. I've not seen it, no. We'll leave it Okay, alone. Let's leave I'm it not going to go there. <laughs> is it cabin related? There's Obviously, a, it yeah, must it be. Is. It's in there's, a cabin, yeah. There's a scene in there that I, we, we don't need to talk about it. Okay, fair enough. How do you know? Have you seen it? No. He's heard about it I just it know the these things. Oh, we, yeah. should, we should watch it. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. He's done all his research. He knows. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to see it. Yeah. He reads yeah. like the IMDb Yeah, exactly. I'll read the spark notes on it, and that's good enough for me. Do you wear a watch? I didn't. I just swear to God that I didn't ask this question. <laughs> what do you sure? wear right now? I did not wear this, or I did not ask this question. Let's go around the room. Everybody Actually, say what they're wearing. The question? No, let's not do that. There was a question. <laughs> shut up, Robbie. <laughs> and potentially Kevin. <laughs> the question was, "What watch do you wear?" And then the follow-up question was, "If you were a watch, what watch would you be?" <laughs> This is what this has turned into. It's also the number two watch podcast now, I think. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's no way we're number, number two. We're like the number one water podcast, even though we Absolutely. haven't done any water in a long time. Somebody asked about the water, by the way. Damn, I, know they did. I know they did. Jeez. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not a watch wearer, unfortunately. Damn. My man. I got, a, I got a, you know, a clock on my phone. That's just kind of did where I Did you see all my time the rad out. 80s nonsense watch that I gave Adam last week? <laughs> it did, was great. I did see that. That was and, pretty awesome. Man. And he <laughs> is upset about it for reasons I do not understand. Because if you want to talk about 80s, I LCD watches, legitimately is it? spent five minutes trying to figure out how to set the time correctly on it. <laughs> gave up on it. And now it's just sitting. Done with it. Oh, you should have brought it. We could have fixed it. I could have fixed it I for forgot. you. should give it to Logan, to. too. I forgot about it. My plan is to corrupt your son even, to being a watch Even person. then, the, the technology was just far too advanced for you. <laughs> yeah. Even in 1991 or whatever, man. when that came out. <laughs> very simple man. Watches, ties. Yeah, he's a tie <laughs> man now as well. It's the new you, man. We need to post that. He had, he, uh, Robbie made him a tie for Christmas that's <laughs> golf colors, and then he put a golf logo on it. It's great. Yes. That's rad. It's the best. Um, I think that was it as far as questions go. Yep. Do you have any, any parting thoughts? Would you like to slander anybody named Bert before you leave or anything like that? <laughs> I think I'll leave Bert alone this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I just appreciate you guys having me on. Um, if you guys uh, are ever down this way, let me know. I'll try and set something up. You know, I'd love to have you guys down here and come check out the shop and the cars and all that. And Yeah, I definitely want to come to the shop. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I know the weather down here is pretty rough this time of year. So, <laughs> yeah. 
if you are ever able to make it, this might be maybe the worst time. I don't know. <laughs> you said it was 50? Is that what you said? Uh, no, today was 75. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Great. Terrible. It, I don't, is there, do you I don't know even if, remember what 75 <laughs> feels like. Are there any houses for sale in your neighborhood or anything like <laughs> yeah. that? that maybe There's quite recommend? a few, actually. Yeah. There, all right. Send me some Zillow listings. <laughs> all right. There you go. I'll send it, I'll send it your way. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, cool. Thanks, Kevin, as always. Yeah. No problem, guys. Um, I appreciate it. I think that's it. We're going to keep chatting, so we'll hang up with you, and I will send you a message later. Cool. Sounds good. Peace right. out. Thanks, Evan. All right. See you guys. Partway Boom. opener. Kevin Lawrence, everybody. It is Kevin Lawrence. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, my God. It's Kevin Lawrence. It is. Is that Kevin Lawrence? Sure was. He really thinks he's not famous, which I think it's is I was funny. trying it's to think ridiculous. about it. Like He's got to be top, probably top three most famous people we've ever talked to. Right. And when we kept making fun of him at PRI, he's like, guys, I'm not famous. And I was like, dude, you don't understand. You are famous. (laughs) Ah, That's okay. It's fine. It's humble. It is. It's down to earth. Which is good. It is good. Well, he made a comment, too. He's like, he wasn't frustrated about losing to, uh, I can't think of his name. Peter. Uh, Peter. Peter. Yeah, he wasn't frustrated about it, which shows the maturity of that's going to be better year two, year three. You know what I mean? I was super pumped. Well, I just like, if it was me... Like coming into this year, I would just think of that run. Like I know that if I can put this together, if I can pull my head out of my ass and I and the car is running well, like I have a legitimate chance at being a threat. Absolutely, and he, and he, he absolutely does. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah I think. But like, it's nice to have that validation. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely tell. I'm sure you know on the the sec, the, the one more time runs. He's probably in his head like. Oh, oh, dude, it'd be oh, the man, worst. Oh, man. It'd be the worst. But, but yeah, now that's, you know, he's got that out of the way. He's got his first year under his belt. Year two is going to be a, a, a huge step in the right direction, I think. And, and his attitude's definitely right. Yeah. What do you got? For uh, so opening? before we dive into the opener, uh, got a couple of things. First of all, Mike Farr, friendly uh, listener, longtime listener. Yep. Was nice enough to send us uh, some t shirts. I'm wearing the one that he sent us right now. Nice. Uh, it says full clip on it. Is that it. a beefy tee? Uh, and I just think it's a tee. It doesn't look like it. It's, it's got just like a, a jersey material. But it's not like hold, hold on while it's I not feel like you. form fitted. No, I'm I'm touching Adam. Yeah, but if you if you shrink, it'll form a little bit. I haven't it's, washed uh, one yet, so yeah, Adam feels yeah, beefy. But I mean, the I got tea a couple, feels beefy. I got a couple of them for you guys. If you don't want them, I'll fucking take them. I'll whatever. take them. Be that way about it. Uh, it's his the, drift team it, full clip. I really like the design. It looks kind of yeah, cool. It's simple. I dig yeah. it. Nice. But uh, he's he's coming after our number two drift podcast. He's the position. number three drift podcast. Uh, he's so number three. I guess, you know, I'm going to be nice about it, and I'm going to give him a shout-out because he sent us the shirts. Uh, if you're into drifting, you're into podcasting, the Tandem Podcast, I know it's on Spotify and on iTunes. Is that his note there? That's his note. It says Merry I Christmas. thought maybe for once you were prepared. No, gosh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Somebody else prepped my notes. Cool. So, uh, What's I weird also, is that we became friends with two brand new Drift podcasts that came out at the exact almost, same time. Almost, yeah, exactly. Very time. weird. But only one of them's reached out to me and sent me free stuff. So only one of them's <laughs> getting shouted out on the show. We can be bought. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, very cheap. Also, just want to reiterate we're Gosh. looking for speaking engagements in 2019. <laughs> oh, sorry. What else did you have? Uh, the other I, thing was, I, I was to just going to say that to Kevin, too. And before we signed off, I was going to say he said he f- hires photographers. I know. I know a photographer, pro. Professional he is technically a published Even photographer. A paid that, professional. that will do it for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> pennies. Robbie will basically do it for free. I will do it for free. <laughs> well, you could go. You're going to need a longer Just, So do you know how that works? I'll spill a little bit of industry. Well, we, yeah. We can show up this podcast. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. 
So those guys, like, there's regulars. Yeah, They yeah. just show up. And then the guys hire the regulars oh. because they're there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, yeah Not I, that crazy. I mean, you could... I'll fly there. That's and what I will take, Chad does. I will only take pictures of Kevin's stuff. I'll be Kevin's photographer. Well, those those guys... Well, he has a photographer. I want, no, I can be that guy. Okay. Replace that guy. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll do it for Rude. free. Rude. That guy's Rude. Rude. <laughs> I'll save but you so much money. But he doesn't have a podcast. He probably doesn't have a podcast. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, so like when I was talking to some of those people, like they just, that's what they do. They yeah. just bounce around. And you know, like, so they may have a magazine or whatever that writes most of their ticket to go, but then they're like, talk to, you know, maybe Travis Reader or they'll talk to Kevin or they'll talk to whatever. Like, hey, I can give you five minutes of video or whatever. Oh, right. okay. It'll cost this much. And then, you know, like, and then uh, you just, like freelancers almost. Yeah, they're freelancers, but you develop a relationship yeah, obviously based on what you can provide. Um, but yeah, that's how they. That's how they kind of do that. Cool. That's how they can afford to do it too. Being a pro photographer sucks. It's yeah, a grind. You're, yeah, you're sucks. constantly and you, chasing. You never after know. It. Never know, and you don't make One that much money. One month you might make six grand, and the next month you might make nothing. Two hundred bucks, right. you know. So yeah, it's it's not a it's not a lifestyle that I'm looking for. Uh-uh. Uh The other shout out I want to give the other Christmas shout out I want to give uh, E Man. E-Man. Yeah, he sent us Bark Boxes. He works for Bark Box. Uh, it's like Petrol Box, but for your dog. Uh, my dog really appreciated it, I can my tell dog. you that. My dog much. ate some of the treats already. No treats yet, but they did destroy the, or not destroy, but they were all over Working on. The, uh, uh, the toys. <clears throat> yeah. It was really cool. I liked it. Um, it was if nice you have gift. a dog, yeah. it's totally worth getting one or two or ten or whatever it is you feel like you need to get. So... Just a simple shout out because we got a free one. We did. I'll be transparent about it. Yeah. Um, appreciate it. No, we should be transparent about it. Um, allegedly, I have a package oh, of no. clothing for Adam that's oh, on its no. way. Yay. Oh, no. um, this is nice. Is it though? Yes. I'm looking forward to what it is. I don't think it's anything too extravagant. No, but free free gifts are always Is nice. this like legitimately something you could I could use or is um, this bullshit? That remains to be seen. So it's bullshit. When it arrives, no. I will find out. No, I they, don't. They know we have fancy dinner parties. We have who, to attend. Can, can I even get a hint mm, no. on who? <laughs> no, because I think if I tell you who it is, you'll figure it out. Can you tell me? Yeah, I'll tell you later. <sighs> Just whisper, whisper it in my ear right yeah, now. Yeah, whisper it over his microphone. Don't, no, don't, I'm not don't going to. Write it on a piece of paper <laughs> and hand it to me. I will. I don't have a pen. Ah, we'll talk about it. I forget it. Damn um, it. Um, no, don't do that. So you guys are a bunch the box of is coming. My point is, it's not here yet. I'm yeah. hoping we can talk about it next week, but it doesn't show up by then. That's not a big deal. Um, a bunch of assholes. But my point is, if you have, ah. if you have, um, God I showed it to Robbie. <laughs> if you have oh, 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 automotive-related so uh, clothing or silly things that you perhaps would like Adam to wear at. Um, SCCA. SCCA National Convention, or um, oh, wait a just in general. Second, what? I'm not. Oh, don't I'm, be volunteered me wait for wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. If you have a belt, what's your waist size? I don't know. 34? 32. Yeah. Thank you. What do you think? Wait, okay. Which Does number? he need a really great one? Which No, he just needs a belt. Which number okay. Which number in, your, in the pants size is the waist? Is it the first one or the second one? The, the first, first one's one. a waste. 32, then. Okay, yeah. so he needs a 32-inch belt. If anybody has a 32-inch belt, DM me, and yeah, you can mail it to me. <laughs> yeah, we're saving you so much black. Money. That's really I the think. only reason I've, I'm volunteering Actually, this information. it could be black or brown because he said he doesn't like his shoes. So just if you have a belt, let me know. 
get the one that Booney flips. called me. He was so mad. <laughs> he called me. What I don't understand is like he can call you all you want. So he never talks to me. Does about he have it. your cell phone number? He he. No, uh, He's we got have, mine. We have conversed. What was he gonna do? Call you and be like, "You're a dumbass." Like what? Sure. At least when he calls me, he could be like, "Dude." A belt, and I'd be like, I know, man, I know. <laughs> and then we talked about French food and architecture, and some other things. It's not important. The point is, you need a belt. That's that's the point. I've made 30, almost 32 years, 31 and a half years without a belt. It's been fine. <sighs> We're changing you, man. You think you are. Let's go. <clears throat> we are. Let's go talk to my ex-girlfriends about how that worked out for them. <laughs> about getting you to wear a belt? About no, change. change. <laughs> no. I mean, I go, I am. I'm going to go back to those ex-girlfriends. Did you try to make them wear a belt? Because it's not working out very well. <laughs> Please help There's me. There's a reason they're exes. Anyway. <laughs> was that it for your opener? Let's, no. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, all that was just the shout-outs? That was just the shout-outs. This is going to be the longest show of all time. Yeah, we can whip right through this okay. if we want Opener to. We can skip it. I don't care. We presented can Presented by week. Booney and the Factor Fabrication crew. Uh, this is the last show of 2018. So, of course, we need to talk about cars that are not following us through to 2019. Dead cars. Dead, Dead cars. cars. So I got a list of 15 because okay. there's way more than that, and we're not going to talk about them all. Uh, this c- list is predominantly cars. Yeah, predominantly doesn't, doesn't GM cars. Doesn't surprise uh, GM and Ford, but yep. cars. Not SUVs, not trucks, and mostly cars. Okay. So hit them, Robbie. First up, the car I didn't really know they were still making, the Taurus. Okay, I did so, not know they were wait still a minute. I think the show has been dead for a minute. Wait a minute. If they kill this off, how are they going to make any more Ford GT engines? Well, they're still the, the, the truck. Yeah, they're in the pickup. They're in the F-150. Oh, they'll just get some pickup engines. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 I got, yeah, I got, yeah I got, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yep. Yeah, okay, I don't I think they've curious. been making the show for a minute. I l- actually liked the show. The issue with the show is that the transmission is rated for literally as much power as it makes. Right. And Ooh. that's it. So I think that's kind of setting yourself up for... Failure. Disaster, even if you don't modify it. Friend of the show, Luke, uh, he's got that Ford Flex, the square Edge. one. Flex. flex. The Flex. <laughs> Doesn't make any it's sense. Backwards. Show awesome. me the Edge. Yeah. Damn, that's why I had to stop and think about it. It has edges. But I think that's basically just a show if you get the EcoBoost one. Yeah. And he lowered so. it, and yes. he's put like a tuner on it and stuff like that. It looks really good. I, I think always liked quick. the Flex. Yes, the yes, flex. Yes. I yes, always liked thing. it. No, I'm I drove with one. You. And I was like, I like this a lot. It's like a weird hearse Boxy estate thing. wagon yeah. thingy. Station wagon. And I'm like, it's great. Thing? It had uh it has like three panels of sunroofs. Yeah. It had like a rear sunroof for the very <laughs> rear thing. I don't know, it was just cool. It was <laughs> just, just kind of cool. So unnecessary. I don't know, but I thought it was cool. They were you could spend some money on them if you yeah. wanted to get real wild. Looks, I liked it. I, I like the one he's I thought got. They were ugly. It looks cool. I like it lowered a little bit. Like it looks really nah. good. No, does that surprise you? Though? No, not a little bit. It's yeah. All three of us can't like the same thing. There's very, very few that exist where we are all like, yeah, I'm into that. I get that. There's more things that we don't like than do like. I don't know what that says about us as a group. Yeah, but I, I liked the Taurus actually. The show, um, absolutely. I like the, I like the it was just very old. Yeah, yeah. So they never. They didn't continue to develop it so that's not surprising that that's dead next up the focus uh, that surprises. um that one's I a mean, little weird I mean, I mean i know they're getting rid of cars but again it's very surprising in general yeah do I, we know 
if they're killing off the focus internationally or just in the United States? I think Any if idea? I remember correctly that the story we read was that it was just killing it off here. Yep. Okay. Because, again, international We're platform. still going to get the crossover thing that they build on the focus platform. All right. Okay. Kind of weird. I don't really see why it would cost any money for them to continue to yeah, you'd think provide that. You'd still want to have a car. You think you'd want like one subcompact city car? Yeah, because which I guess would technically be the Fiesta, but I think that might be next on this list. Let's go to the next one. No, nope, nope. Chevy Impala. We're jumping into GMs. GM. Uh, Katie's mom has one of these. She replaced her Equinox with this. She Good. loves it. Well, it's definitely better than Equinox. Somebody she else, loves it. Somebody else that I work with has one, and it is extraordinarily nice. You want to? Impalas have always been uh, the trunk. Cars. The trunk on that thing is cavernous. I like can ten see. It's like the length of the car. I can see based on where the wheel it's well so is compared big. to the end of the trunk. It's, it's huge. about as long as the door. You could put a bike in it. I'm just saying. How many bodies are we talking? Oh, like at ten? least eight to ten, probably Whoa. for sure. That's good strong. Pick. I mean, it really strong depends pick. on. Are we talking like American bodies here, or are we talking Europeans? Oh, like well, twenty, then, like twenty or thirty <laughs> Europeans, sixteen, like six Americans. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So if you're a Sicilian Typically. mob boss yeah. who has no style, this is an option. Or you're looking for that low-key body disposal unit. Yep. If you're like a mid-range hitman uh, hit in Illinois, yeah, this is absolutely. an option this for you. Perfect yeah, you want you. a domestic vehicle and you're for trying that to, job. You're trying to keep a low, keep a low profile. profile. You're not trying yeah, to spend too much money. you'll fit right in with uh, okay. elementary school traffic. Yeah. I n- never had any issues with this car. No, because, I mean, it was... It's not. It's super expensive. It's no just viable. a it was, car. It was a car. It was a nice car. To be it's fair, it's not. It's not the best looking thing. It's not the worst looking thing. It's, it's the car. It's just like a car. Someone that needs a car buys, and then when they get sick of it, they sell it to a uh, high school. It was a car. It's that a great first car. A normal auto manufacturer would have made, and you would go, yeah, that made sense. But then when GM made it, I was like, wow, they actually tried. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they did something. Yeah, like, like if, if Honda or, Cam- or Toyota would have made this, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that uh, makes sense. Kind of whatever. But GM goes like, wow. Look at that. So, yeah, somebody applied themselves. So that's yeah. pretty good. Well, let, let's fire everybody but that guy. That guy can have, stay. He can stay. Yeah, but it's, it's gone so now. They're so killing they, that car. Not they, they probably fired so. him. That's probably yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. problem. Yeah. Right. What do we got next, Robbie? The Cruise. Chevy Cruise. Uh, Again. The Cruise didn't offend me in any way. I either. liked the Cruise. Nothing I have a friend who has a with diesel cruise. manual Cruise. Yeah. It's great. Oh, that'd be great. It is great. Since you can't get a Volkswagen. Yeah. You know, I bet if they would have... Pushed it. Pushed it. I think it would have been... We talked about this during Dieselgate. Yeah, I think... GM it... missed out on a huge opportunity. Yeah, they should have advertised the piss out of it then. Or if gas prices jump up and double, they're going to wish they had this car. Yeah. That's that's the problem that's I mean, coming the, on the horizon. Is with, I mean, without with gas prices go up, everybody's going to go, oh, shit. Yeah, $1.95 isn't going to last forever. Oh, wait, we don't have a so, yeah, car. Yeah, so Chevy and Ford are going to go like, oh, we're just going to go with crossovers. And then gas is going to go up eventually, and which everyone's going to end up everyone's going to be like, Toyotas. ah, check out my new Camry. Check out yeah. my Mazda Micro- 3. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, you Sucks know. To suck. Literally had that conversation. One company's, morning. one of them's being run by a furniture man and the other one's, I don't even know. But you're blind <laughs> Dan, Dan the man is doing, No, he's not he's, doing No, he's doing, he's doing a, I know, they moved, him, they moved him over to do autonomous things. Yeah. So. What do we got next, Robbie? The Chevy Volt. That, that surprises me. How, how are they killing the Volt? They're Seriously. going. They're going to that. Like, like. Yeah, that's the direction that we're all moving. Right. Whether we like it or not. Why are you getting? And ready? I've heard a ton of people say that this car is great. And for the price. Didn't Matt Farah own one? Matt Farah owned a first and second gen, and I think his sister now has his second gen, and he loves it. Well, 
I don't know what to tell you. They're, for, they're good value, aren't they? Like their price range is really reasonable. I think they're mm. right there with the Prius, and that's what they are is a Chevy Prius. Yeah. And it looks way it's, better oh, than the current Prius. Trim and like initial quality and all that stuff, it's like miles and miles and miles and miles and miles ahead of that piece of shit <laughs> fucking Prius. <laughs> Even just like outside, just looking at it. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't scream, I'm an EV. No. It's which not, is nice. It's not a like appalling. No. Like it's, it's, the Prius it's, it's, is. It's a car killing it what's next we've got the volkswagen touareg touareg that's because they're making the atlas they have now. the atlas yeah. uh, it's bigger the and three more ridiculous yeah so so i, I still kind of surprised they're killing this yeah i don't know that they have a replacement for it so well, they, they got the, the tiguan and then the that what whatever you just said atlas. The atlas so yeah you probably don't even need it I mean, you don't yes. need to have 30 models in your lineup. It's, no, I'm it's with fine. you on that, Robbie. I I agree wholeheartedly with that, but they still think they do, I, I, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is why I'm still surprised they're killing it. We're just going to have all the cars, and you can just take one. Let's wait a second. Uh-oh. So there are two versions of the TIG one. This is not good. Why? <laughs> why? What, what? What's the differences? I'm on the website. Hold on. Ugh, what is who who well. makes these decisions places? Who's <laughs> like never ends well. When we what if we made websites? the same car but two times and made them different sizes? Oh, Wait, is no. there two Tiguans? There's the, two Tiguans right now. Tiguan S and Tiguan XL. It's the Tiguan Limit Limited and the Tiguan. Okay. Does that the Tiguan say Limited there, is Does it smaller. Say if it's Tiguan or Limited this or this is a Touareg. This is Touareg. It's a different car. Touareg. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know they still made the Touareg. Touareg. Yeah, for sure gets killed because of the Atlas. Yeah. Because the Touareg. Yeah, you were, you were thinking the big one. one. Yeah, yeah. Touareg is the. I didn't know they still made the Touareg. So instead I don't, of I didn't you could get the V10 instead of DI. making the Touareg, they're making two Tiguans <laughs> <laughs> and an Atlas and an Atlas. I'm hoping that you know sometimes they'll carry like a previous model year on the Just website for a year or two. I'm hoping. That that's this is like a transitional thing. Yeah, could be. But it's the, one is definitely a compact SUV and one is definitely a, a midsize SUV. There you go. Hmm. Next, Rabby. Fucking ridiculous. The Volkswagen Beetle. They claim they're done with it. Haven't they been Not saying it. that for like eight years? They, and they bring it back. Yeah. It'll, they claim they're dunsies. This is it. Well, no maybe, more. That, maybe that's what they need to do is kill it for a while. They'll be like, oh, man, it was such a great car. But, uh, then they'll bring it back. I think like that they it had before. some buzz with it when, it when they brought the new Beetle in. So it, it does show up. I think that the current beetle looks better than the last beetle, the new beetle, the first new beetle. Why wow, you, like, you can get a beetle for twenty grand? Really? You get them in diesel can? That's too much money. No, not anymore. Are they not anymore. We don't. We don't. Talk oh, about that's that. right. <laughs> we don't, mm, they we used to. Talk about <laughs> they used to. <laughs> talk about that. Robbie. It was a great engine. We could sell you an yeah. e-golf. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on this list too, though. Yeah, probably. What's next, Robbie? Uh, the Hyundai Azira. 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 Hyundai I. Azira. Hyundai Hey, Hyundai. Azira. Azira. Okay. We knew that they were killing this anyway. It's That that car looks old. It's kind of right up there it's with their dated. Genesis cars. Isn't it? It's like the larger mid-sized car. It's supposed to be their more luxurious thing. I don't... Yeah, it, it probably didn't make didn't sense for it they were still go on this long. My aunt and uncle have one. They loved it. So... There you go. Hyundai. Makes sense. Goodbye. 
The Honda CRZ. Damn it. So this could have been cool. Did they know, even make that car? I didn't know they still made this either. I, I remember the concept. Oh, they made it. I, I never actually saw one. It's a hybrid. Uh, people love K-swapping them when the hybrid systems fail. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense. So It could be a fun little toy. It's a hybrid you could get with a manual. That's perfect. I think it's like be the might be the only hybrid you could like get with a manual, which I was all about. It was supposed to be like a a resurgence of the CRX. Yeah, but which not I as could good. see. No, it didn't quite work out as well as they wanted. It's it like to. a half attempt. But like I feel that. like that car was a car that could have been cool if people gave it a chance. Yeah, maybe or not. I've seen them autocross. They seem to do all right. So what they should have done is made it even smaller, like an IQ. Yes. Just push it together yes. a little more. I wonder if they yes. had some leftover, because the back end kind of looks like an IQ, sort of. Some leftover insight Leftover stuff. inventory, because I think they officially killed this in 2016. Oh, oh, man. Okay, that might be. So That would explain why. I, I, don't, I doubt it was a hot seller. No. I did not research this list. This could be total bullshit. Who made this list? USA Today. USA Today. Oh, man. Because I tried finding one on Car and Driver, and they haven't made one yet. Oh man! Oh, yeah. well, wait to the game. All yeah, right. yeah. It's like the end of the year. Yeah. Come so on, we still going. don't have our eight or seven whatever cars that we're excited probably going to get next week. Ah. Oh, do you have it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Perfect. Yeah. Don't you worry. Uh, what is that? The C Max. The C Max Hybrid. Oh, I thought. Damn it! <laughs> I just put money down on this. I thought that was the one they were keeping. I thought that was the focus thing they were keeping. Not the hybrid though. Oh. I didn't know that they made this. It's terrible. It's weird. It is quite the worst looking I've never thing seen. I've ever seen. There's so many grills on the front of that car. It looks like... Is that a grill or a, it's got on a, the it's top a, there? No, it's, it's it's got a windscreen. Oh, is that on, what that on is? On the hood, and then it's also uh, got a grill, and then it's got wait a bumper, second. and then another grill. How many grills is that? One, two, three, four, five. Is that five grills? Bear grills. <laughs> um, you got no. You got you got one. The, that's you got a the windscreen. That's a windscreen on top. I see and that. Then and, a then, bump, and, then and then a, then a grill with a badge. Yeah. Then you got the grill in the middle, and then you got the mouth, and then you got a the grill. bottom grill and a grill. And, so and you got then three two side grills, grills, and then yeah. So far, oh, those are brake ducts. They're, that's different. Except they're probably not brake grills. Yeah. So you got three <laughs> front grills. Yo, dog. Two, two. Heard you like grills. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's fine. Probably not. That's terrible. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> it's the. Toyota Prius V. Oh man, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, that's the no the Prius. That's the, the weird Prius. long that is one. So ugly. That's the long. That's one. That's the long one. That's terrible. It's not as bad as the regular Prius. Nah. It's, yes, it is. They're all equally bad. The Prius C is still cool. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. <laughs> Episode one forty nine. <laughs> he said it. Okay, I've said it before. I like now, the Prius. I know, but it just, it's going to come back up. Mental note. It's going to come. Mental up. note. People listening. I think it would make listen, a really funny autocross. Listen car. for one second. When Adam buys one in twenty twenty, when Adam buys one, one forty nine. Just remember that one four nine one four nine. So we can put this discussion to bed because somewhere he said he would. Never, never, ever, ever be caught dead with a minivan. And he has it. can't find it. There's been, it a team, there's been a team put together, assembled to find the episode, and nobody can find I it. I know he said it. I typed he, it, Robbie. He typed you can't it on that Instagram. Was me. I know he typed it on Instagram, but I also know he said it. I never said it. Because after you looked at the Team Clearcoat one, you we talked about it. Nah. And you talked about it or messaged on Instagram. I have a picture of the Instagram. I never said it. Wow. Lies. Okay. 
Lies. The first person that can find it, I'll send you one of the 3D printed keychains that we still have for some reason. <laughs> you send me a DM and you can give me a minute marker for and the episode number from when he said it. I will send you the keychain. Bounty on. I'm verifying it and, before we send anything. And, never happened. and that SCCA sticker. You get some SCCA stickers. And if I have other crap around the house to send you We can send you a full clip t shirt because Mike sent us six of them. Oh, okay. We'll oh, send yeah. you a full. And I'll send you a Kanga. Here we go. Yeah. Kanga Motorsports t shirts. I will send you one of these also. That's two t shirts and some other stuff. And some stickers and a keychain. For someone that can send me the minute marker and the episode number for when Adam said he'd never be caught dead with a minivan. Something to that effect. I didn't say it. Is that a juke? Yeah. Good. No. Yes. I, feel I like, like they, the juke. I feel like the list we did last year said they were killing the juke, too. Yeah, I think they say it every year. They're like, there's no way they're going to keep making this car. My question is, is Nissan actually going to... Ooh, you go to Nissan.com. I forgot about that. That's not uh, That's not the website. <laughs> that's right. Someone else it's owns Nissan it. It's Nissan Motors Lawsuit something something. Yeah, it's Nissan something, USA or something, something you got to go to. Nissan... Motor Nissan USA. USA. My question is, when is Nissan going to make a new car? Never. It's just, the most. Just keep facelifting everything. Here's a prediction for you: Mits, or Nissan's going to become Mitsubishi. I hope they not. bought they, they, Mitsubishi. Well, whoever was running the marketing for Mitsubishi is now running the marketing for Nissan, and that's not the right. <laughs> yeah, move. Some somebody needs to make drastic changes to like all their models. Just fresh. I starts. wonder if Renault is struggling as badly as Nissan. They're French. Do they care? I don't know. Don't they get, like, help? From the government? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that there's any, like, functioning business in France. To be <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be functioning. Where's all the money come from? Doing French communist shit. I don't Is know. Is inflation just out of control there? No, they just ramp it. They just don't do anything. We're gonna find that one French listener. He's gonna, he's gonna find. Well, actually, (laughs) actually, sir, he's gonna get his finger. We're socialists, not communists. (laughs) Sorry, it's okay. You you can get a Nissan kick before this gets worse. Cadillac CT6. Good riddance. No, we like it's over, man. It's over. GM's over. Just forget it. It's not a thing anymore. I don't want to give it up, though, Michael. It's, it's been, over. It's been a part of my life. You got to buy a fancy but Lincoln now. My entire, my parents were on that boat like 10 years ago. That's what you got to do is buy a fancy Lincoln. I'm in. I'm in for the fancy Lincoln. <sighs> you know what sucks? Lincoln will never be Cadillac V, but they're killing off Cadillac V, so. Just going to have to buy an M car. What do you do? Or an AMG. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna. I'm going to have to buy an AMG and deal oh, with poor, that. Poor uh, you. Genesis needs an N division. Car, they and, do, and then you'd be. It's coming. You'd be happy. You could get a Genesis be, right? Sport, and they need an end division. though. it's coming. Oh, it needs yeah. to be a little it's boy racery. Needs to be a little ridiculous. It's coming. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Motor Trend said the Veloster N was the one of their favorite cars of the year. It's oh, true. Really? They oh. did. Every time they post that, people laugh at it hilariously, and I just can't wait until Genesis and all those guys are beating up on all their BMWs and shit, and then the, uh, they won't be laughing about before it. Before I could find this article, we about did that article, because that was the only one I could find. <laughs> it was good stuff out of 2019. Yeah. So Randy Popes likes it, which means your opinion is invalid unless it's the same as his. That's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, the X- CTS? CT6 and the XTS? Great. Wait, don't care. There's an XT- ATS? ATS? Uh, great. ATS. I, I don't know. Don't care. That's a good looking car. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you can't get it anymore. It's just a Cadillac. I you like, know what your options are in Cadillac? Escalade. Escalade. Yep. 
Do they still make that SRX crossover thing? Yeah, they're going to... Part of this plan of killing everything is Bring refreshing it. that. Gotcha. Oh, great. And that's it. So, 15 cars, most of them cars. All of them cars? No, that, uh, oh, that the, Ford, the, the Ford. The Touareg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, the Juke. No. And the Juke. The Juke. Holy is- shit. Cadillac makes three SUVs. What? The, no. the Escalade? They make a XT4, XT5, Escalade, bigger Escalade. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have your small body and your big body Escalades. Hmm. So, yeah. Man, we live in a wild world. You told me 10 years ago that Lincoln would be cooler than Cadillac. I would have told you that you are Get a out. crazy person. Yep, just, just You are literally the craziest human being that's ever yeah, lived. Yeah, because they were killing it 10 years ago. They were. Like 2004? GM, GM was killing it 10 years ago. Yeah, and then Lincoln was the worst. <laughs> They're like, this is terrible. That there's 2004 nothing. was not 10 years ago. Just I know, but 2004 <laughs> was the beginning FYI. of the CTS. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll give you that one. It's the beginning of an era. Yeah, that's fair. So, who knew? I don't know, man. It's a real, it's a real depressing state, frankly. Which really just fits in with all the other. Yeah, shit. I'm waiting for the day when the charger goes away. It kind of needs to. It's they or, need to. Or they need to do something dramatically different with it. Very yeah, they old. need to build a new one. It's very old. They it won't, was though. old when they built it. They won't. They won't make a new one because everybody else is killing off their cars. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, someone's got to stick to it and and make a car. AMG. Yeah. Thank God for the Germans. (laughs) (laughs) Who saw that coming? At least they're not the French. (laughs) I don't know. They might make good cars. We don't know. The French? Yeah. We don't know. Mm, Wait a second. Have I had some French experience? I've been to Europe. There's some Citroens that would be fun. Uh, They make some really hardcore hot hatch cars. The French can make some good cars. Equally, the French can make some really terrible cars. But sometimes they're good in their terribleness. But mm. they have to be old before they get to that level. Like the 2CV. The 2CV is or an abomination. Or even the DS. The DS is glorious. But I think it's, like, objectively a terrible car. The DS? Yeah. Yeah, as a car, I think it's terrible. But it's super rad. Yeah. The French should just make luxury cars. Probably doesn't know what a Citroen DS is. No. I guess I guess the French make some good hatchbacks. Yeah, some of the old or some of the newer Citroen hatchbacks are sweet. The DS Racing, I think. Jeremy Clarkson loves them. Robbie's got no, no. That's the DS. That's the new one. We were talking about the old one. Oh, you can't. No, we're talking about. He's relevant never cars. gonna. He's yeah. never gonna find it. Don't yeah. even bother. Uh, it's right here. What's that guy's name that had one? We had him on the show. Alex, Alex Roy. Roy. Alex Roy had one. Yeah. For a while. No. <laughs> anyway. Shall, shall we move on? Factorfabrication.com. Bye rad to all of table. those cars. Rad tables. Rad tables. Rad port trailings. Uh, rad skate Interiors. Rails. Skate rails, Exteriors. if you will. Staircases. Metal fabrication. Wood fabrication, I suppose. It's not yeah. really fabrication, is it? What do you custom call it? watch holders, yeah. custom watch holders, custom skate rails, custom skate rails. Uh, I think he could build a half pipe. Oh yeah, In a sleep. are you kidding me? He might get super pumped if he has to build, build a half pipe. pipe. It's not that. I, yeah, I said I built one too. A good half pipe. Yeah, in my driveway. 
I never skated it, Robbie. Bro. We weren't friends. That's because you never come to my house even when we are friends. <laughs> it's because you never invite anybody I, anywhere. I was grounded for an entire summer. I invited everybody over there. All year. I wanted to do was go skate parks. Yeah. I don't want to skate that. Yeah, you didn't want to skate my house where we could be friends. I feel like you're the one that's putting out the non-friend energy, just that's to be true. clear. I invite people to my house all the time, and no one shows up. I think you say that you invite people to your house, no, but you don't. I mean, in his defense, after we went and ate, yeah, nobody. He that invited like not, 10 he people. He invited over. everybody. Nobody showed up. Nobody, <laughs> nobody showed. was like, eh, I got this other thing. Like, so, yeah, um, no, I'm busy. And stuff. Yeah, we can all go to my house. We can watch UFC. No, I I, I have my other. <laughs> See, the problem is. Bobby went home and cried by himself. Yeah, yeah, I watched UFC by myself that's that the problem is that he, he invited people over and then nobody showed up. And now now his feelings are hurt. Now I don't invite anybody. So anymore. now he's never going to invite anybody. Would you? No. Well, you got to keep trying. You got to keep putting yourself out there. No. You don't have to. You can do it like once a year. You try it once, then you quit. Hard, cold turn. That's the best way to approach life: is try something once. What? When that fails, just become a shut in, become bitter at the world, and just fuck everybody. Didn't you literally just have a conversation with me about how you want to run away to the hills and like never be around humans again? Yeah, but that's just to get away from the internet humans, not the real humans. <laughs> no, no, the same. Humans. Those those humans are real though. Yeah, there's a human typing on that on that keyboard. Yeah, but that's like a subhumanoid no, strain. They're of out there, person. Man. No, no, no! I'm not saying that they're, they don't exist. I'm just saying they just like, gotta hide behind their keyboards, their yeah. mobile de- unit, yeah, their enough. mobile device. Fair enough. Let's do some news. So, what Cor- do we have first? Corvette prices are going up despite sales being down. Damn it, GM! I, I mean, it's less than the cost of inflation. I mean, it's like two hundred bucks. Who cares? I thought it was twenty five. It's like four hundred dollars. It was twenty five hundred dollars for the ZR1 convertible. Oh, okay. Which is like. The most expensive version of yeah, it's like car. the the highest increase was less than two percent, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it was it was it's two grand for the ZR one, fourteen hundred for the Z06, four hundred for the regular one. But shouldn't it get cheaper to manufacture as it goes? Because your raw material prices go up. Yeah, especially with the tariffs this year. Yeah, well, not to yeah, get political, that's, but that's the problem. Steel and. Well, just general prices. Metals. It doesn't matter what it is because everybody saw their opportunity to raise all of their raw material prices yeah. when steel went up. Yeah. Yep. So the fact that they're not higher is actually kind of surprising. Surprising. Also, I have a theory. Go on. There's something called a. Uh, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, it was a. It was a dude that came up with this. A Veblen good. Yeah. Which everybody, I think, at some level understands supply and demand yep. curve, right? Yep. So prices go down, there's more demand, et cetera, et cetera. This is one of those theories that as prices go up, the demand goes up. Yeah. So I'm wondering if... It's a luxury item. Right. They're trying to... Make it more exclusive. They're trying to make it more exclusive. If you spend more, it's a better car. And more desirable by raising the price. It's a real thing. I don't think that'll work for the Corvette market. I don't think think it matters. No, at this point, $400, $2,500... What difference does it make at hundred when you're spending 120? Yeah, yeah, I think it makes zero difference. Uh, I also don't know why anybody's surprised that the sales are starting to fall off on the car. It's, that's it hasn't five years since, old now. Yeah, say it's 2014. That's what it, that's what it does. The, you the, know, the, the the model. We also know the that end. there's another one coming, so of course people aren't going to be buying this one. Adam, you completely fail to realize that Jalopnik needs to write 14,000 <laughs> stories a day. And, you're right. Um, you're right. You know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a non-story. And just, I'm not going to say, say this guy's name because I'm trying to be like more professional. <laughs> Fuck that, but you know, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um, 
this is the guy that writes about car values and like used car prices and buying and stuff like that. Um, I feel like he used to be a little bit more above the board and he's not as much anymore. I don't know. The whole website's turning into just a giant swirling shithole, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, um, I won't disagree with that. That wasn't very professional at all, was no, it? I, I think just said, it's the internet. Well, I think yeah. it is. And I think the unfortunate thing is is that they get compensated for writing more sensational, more ridiculous stories, even if it, people are mad about it. Actually, um, they probably prefer it because that's when, if you say something totally outlandish, People are going to share it like, can you fucking believe what this guy just said? Yeah. And then that gets more traffic. And then people are mad. Then that gets more traffic. And then people are commenting. And that means more money, more ads, you know, all that shit. The internet or the world is driven by internet trolls at this point. Yes. Entirely. Yes. If you if you go on the, like, let's just say this podcast, we keep it pretty level. To, like, we legit, these are legitimately our opinions. Like, I share openly on how I feel about things. Yep. I mean, I'm, I don't really have an extreme feeling on one way or the other on a lot of stuff. It's just like, this is how I feel. I have about a lot it. of extreme feelings, but continue. Right. But at the same time, I'm not saying stuff that's so extreme that I know it's going to get under people's skin or that I don't actually believe it. No, you don't say things that are not your actual opinion right. in order to sensationalize something. Correct. Yeah. Those are the proper words I was trying to use, and he used them. Thank you. You're he's, not a sensationalist he's journalist. He's more articulate than we have proven to be. I can, I but, can write things sometimes. He's our wordsmith. But talking no good here. We make a, we make a lot less <laughs> money than <laughs> than Jalopnik does. Do we? Yeah, exactly. Do we? Don't we? <laughs> I think these guys get paid. I don't know. It's their, it's their full-time <laughs> I guess job. I don't know that. I don't think they make. Good. I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody's working there full time anymore. If they just I, got, I would be willing to bet that. Like two people work there. I don't know. Well, I'll be I'll be willing to bet that we probably make as much or more than any of those journalists independently in our day jobs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh, for yeah. sure, hundred percent. You don't make shit writing car articles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, like you it sucks, shit, man. You don't make shit writing anything anymore. I know it's, it's the same easy. thing with pictures. It's too easy. Yeah, yeah. it's there's always I somebody think else who'll do it for free. Yeah, I know. We've done it for free a lot. Yeah, look at us. I'm taking a lot of pictures for free. <laughs> yep. It's it sucks. I so. I I fully admit that it sucks. Like if if being a photographer was a real career anymore, I would consider it. But it's not. You there is a like zero percent chance that you will make any money. Well, it's not a zero percent chance. It's a, well, it's, it's a near zero. Yeah, it's near. It's, zero. it's like it's like going. And it's be, like winning. It's a like lottery. one of us being a professional athlete. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's probably people the same. do it. They're, but statistically, you're not going to do it. The Larry, upside's not that Larry high. Larry Chen exists. Yes, but. There's only one. Yeah. That's <laughs> very true. There's only one Larry Chen. There's, but, yeah, so I think the Corvette price changes are a moot point. That shit costs more to fit, make this year. They're going to get – this is it's kind of towards the end of the year of this one. And let's just say that the rear engine – or mid, mid, or, mid-engine. Mid-engine, mid-engine comes out. It's not a Porsche, Robbie. I don't know the rules. And then they're going to be like, well, this is the last true Corvette. Then they could raise the prices even more, and then people would buy it that way. Yeah, I think they're still going to make. We'll see. I yeah. wonder if they're still going to make the front the engine of it. I think the C7 will be the last. I think this. You think is so? The end of the Unless the, the C8 will be. It yeah. really depends on the sales numbers of the C8. I yeah. think if the C8 sells wow. well, that'll be the end. Of, the C7 will be the end of the front engine Corvette. If the C7 does not have strong sales numbers, they'll keep making both of them, or they might drop go the mid engine thing and go back to just being a front engine car. I had had a theory many years ago that Corvette should just be a brand. It basically is, and it should be it should be a three model brand. Yep. So you have a mid engine car, costs yeah. a whole bunch of money. Oh yeah. 
You have this car, yeah. front engine, rear-wheel drive, V8. It's your bread-and-butter Corvette. And then you took the Solstice, or the Sky, because yeah, the Sky. Star was hey. something a little bit better. Hey. And and have that be kind of like your entry-level Corvette. Absolutely. With the four-banger? With a yeah. Yeah, turbo four or yeah, whatever. A little autocross Yeah. But still keep the whole brand kind of in a premium space, you know? Yeah. I, that makes sense. It's kind of like what they're doing with the Genesis. That's what. That's what. That's just have be a performance brand. SRT tried to be a performance brand with the Viper, and it didn't work out very well. But they didn't have anything but the Viper. I think that your business model makes more sense. I don't know that we know why the Viper didn't work. I don't know that I anybody knows why the Viper it doesn't didn't make work. sense. Because the Viper, I think, should have sold almost equivalently as well as the Vet does. It should have, yeah. Well, it costs. It, it costs a lot more though. You can't. You can buy a. What was the base model on the higher the end of the spectrum they weren't that far apart though they dropped it on they, the high end sure they dropped a ton of but they really they, but, really, they but really have talking a, about selling corvettes your base model price is 55 grand so cheap yeah there's there's not a better market there's not a better value on in that market today period Agreed. That's, that's that is the, the best car for that kind of money and going back to that article from car and driver they said they like the zr1 better than the 488 pista Damn. Which I guess I'm not surprised. I'm surprised. I am a little bit. That's a huge price difference. It's like half. Three well, times. Is, are they taking that into consideration too? I think they're taking, yes, because they said if you if the price was the same, that's not fair because the fit and finish on the Corvette's not as good as right. the Ferrari. But of the course. Corvette is a way better value Car. than the Ferrari. I would buy two Corvettes over a 1488, is what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. I would not do that. I would. I don't think I would do that. Think of all the opportunities. I wouldn't buy two Corvettes. I, I might buy a Vet and a Viper or something like that. I would buy a McLaren. Yeah, that's true. Well, fair enough. That's what I would do. I, I was surprised at the percentage of automatics for the Corvettes. I'm not. Just it's like I knew it would be high, but I didn't think it would be that I'm high. I'm not like, at all it was surprised like 80%? 80%. That's crazy. I'm surprised it's 20% manuals, to be completely honest with you. This should, this should, this should be like 50-50. Nah. Automatics are good now, Robbie. No, not good. That's bad. the problem, though. They automatic, are automatic they are, bad. They are they act good. Like they're better than dual clutches. They're faster. That's the There's problem. Less shit is that, going on. Like, whether you just want a simple Sunday cruiser or you want a track weapon, the automatic is probably the better choice. Probably. I still have the, the only theory people- about taking the six-speed or the four-speed GM transmission and putting the controller on it and building paddle shifters for it, and I still think that that would be faster. The 4L80 or something the like that? The 4L80 or the 6L80 or the yep. whatever, I still think that that would be a better track day package than a T56, and it would be ungodly cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, probably. To rebuild and stuff like the The initial cost is probably about the same. But if you ever have problems, it's going to be way cheaper. I don't know. T56s cost a million dollars. Just under. They're, they're just worth under. that expensive. They're worth their weight in, like, silver at least. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> Maybe not gold, I but think silver. I don't, I don't sure. know what a new one costs. Oh, a new one. Yeah. $3,500? More, way more than that. No way. Yes. No way. Maybe not way more, but 4500 dollars 60, 60 probably. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll bet it's way too much money. I was gonna say I you get a rebuilt one for like two. That depends oh, on what right. T fifty six you want. Four thousand dollars. I knew what I'm talking like, about. That's a lot of money, Robbie. That's a crazy amount of money for I a fucking I transmission. I understand, but it's good. 
Is it though? You it's had not, to rebuild yours. It's not that good. It's good. My dad blew his five speed Tremec up in his That's formula. True. Yeah. It's been rebuilt twice, I think. That's because they're they're so abused. My dad was not abusive to it. Oh fine. What my dad did to that transmission, it should easily have handle. been able to handle it. Well, same, same with mine. Well, here's we, like, no I, I, don't, I don't know what happened before no mine, but... Yeah. Oh, wait, no, this is a Ford transmission. That's worth. Michael just owns a freak. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't pay anything <laughs> for it. So far, it's been... It's been great. It's been great. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. 5200 Ooh. This might be a new, a brand new it's one. It's awfully expensive for just gears. It's not a lot to that transmission. What's a 6060? That is a 60 60. 52. 52 50. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. When you could get a 6L80E, which is like impossible to break, for four or five dollars. I don't know. You go pull one out of a joint. They don't cost <laughs> yeah, anything. Like you, $11. Do you even buy those? Do, do people pay you? To I think take they pay you to say, like, please, I've got like six or seven of these. Just get it out of my house. Get it out of my life. And don't get me wrong, Robbie. I am still. A purist, like I still prefer the manual transmission experience. Okay. But whether whether you're just buying a car to drive around or buying a car to track day, chances are the better option is the automatic or dual clutch transmission, regardless of what car you're buying. Yeah, most probably. of the time. Oh, good. The transmission controllers have gotten cheaper too, so <laughs> it's not making my. They're between three fifty and six hundred. God, that's so crazy. cheap. Crazy. All right, shall we move on to yeah. the next one here? Let's see here. I remember a time attack driver, I don't remember exactly which one it was, said that on their data going from a regular H pattern to the sequential they have in their car oh, yeah. now, half a second every time you shift, up or down. <laughs> oh, That's a year. Crap. That's a lifetime. When you're doing time attack and you're looking for tenths and unlimited cars, you're getting half a second every time you shift? Yeah. You should get a four, 4.8 LS with a 4L60E and a controller and put it in the Fiat and build time attack car. I don't care what class it's in. I'm not it. interested in any unlimited. of that. It's not important. Well, actually, it might not end up in unlimited. It might be, you might be able to slot that track into, into track mod. We can be track mod buddies. Too bad they didn't make a V6 Fiat. Or an inline six, even. Or an yeah. inline six Fiat. Yeah. Put an LFX in it. Uh, you know what? I wonder if those have come down. They were many dollars. For not I don't think they're reasons. that bad because Joe with the Miata was going to buy one. I think it's a great engine. It's just I know that he's very dollars. budget minded. That's the V6, the new V6 uh, GM platform. The Camaro V6. Yep. Yeah. A nice lady drives her Elantra to a million miles in five years. Five years. That's insane. I did the math on it. They, yeah, they did. The, they showed the math. Like she has to average. If she was doing like a five day a week deal. Yep. She has to average. At sixty miles, sixty miles an hour for eight hours a day. That's averaging sixty miles an hour, which I think is, you guys Impossible. have experienced yep. doing the rally. Very, very hard to do. Yep. Eight hours a day, five days a week, every single week for five straight years to get that kind of mileage out of that car. Yeah, she's. That's insanity. If you drive every day, it's uh. 548 miles, or it's 548 miles a day. I think that's seven literally every days day. a week. Yes, yeah, seven days a week. She said she literally, or she said she drives 24-7, delivering stuff. A million miles. On the original powertrain, too. I don't know how she does it. She does oil changes every two weeks. 
Yeah, but how does she you find time to, have, to do oil? Does she have? Can you do an oil change on the road? Because no, you just have a standing oil change. Yeah, just, go to a loop. Well, yeah, but that's killing her mileage that day because she had to stop. Well, you got to take it. Yeah, you got to maintain it. It's insane, dude. the The number, the amount of time she had to spend in that car, just mind boggling. Yeah, she lives in that car. Yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't get a hotel. She just drives through. She might sleep at a rest stop. She's a DOT's worst nightmare. Yeah, I was in that CDL though. So yeah, she was in a, she was in a semi truck. She wouldn't have a license. <laughs> Absolutely, maniac. <laughs> just, it's true though. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. it's true. You can't do that in a truck. Farrah and rightfully Haynes so is this lady's name. And rightfully so. But she, she got gifted a, a nineteen for have, and she got like a special little emblem for her dash. Why does that, it look yeah. so much more ugly than the thirteen? <laughs> <laughs> not, not that the 13 is a strikingly good looking I, I don't think there's anything wrong with thir- that 19 is I'll, very weird it's kind of it's kind of tall it's like the hood's not tall. good for the price it's fine it I'm, was free I'm curious how many deer she hit before she put that cattle catcher <laughs> I think on it's hilarious she, that she's got a cattle catcher on the front which, of her she's Elantra. clearly driving at night a lot I'm sure where does she live do you uh, remember I don't remember I don't remember when I read it originally it was somewhere midwesty I think yeah I, I, I mean, she doesn't have time to stop. Well, now, the, you, now you can't stop driving that one. You have to keep driving it. You go until I think it they're dies. taking it away from her. Are they putting? No, in? they're not taking it. They're away just from giving her, her the other one. They, well, they gave it. her. The, they gave her that fancy little the, emblem and a special uh, uh, cluster that has the one million mark, and then it's still ticking up. Because if it, they want her to keep it driving, roll, it oh, rolls really? over. I, thought, I figured they'd take it from her. No, I PR think to her. I think the thing now is that see uh, how far it can go. Well, see how far it can go, and if anybody else hits a million miles, they're going to do the same thing for them. Yeah. What I think is funny is like, well, Matt Farah, you're not so cool anymore <laughs> with your like '90s or whatever it is. <laughs> your 25 year old Lexus, yeah. or whatever. It is. <laughs> and the really funny thing you're is like Lexus slow, engineers buddy. are driving it, yeah. they're taking data and research yeah. and all this stuff, and Hyundai's like, yeah, no, we got it's right there. <laughs> It's right there. It's right. Five years old. What took you so long? What have you guys been doing? (laughs) I mean, I guess it's a it's a testament to maintenance in my eyes. Because like if 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 all she's doing is like routine stuff, oil changes, change. I'm assuming she changes the other fluids throughout. Just staying. It's got to be better because you're changing the oil every two weeks. Absolutely. But she has to for three thousand miles. No, but my point is that oil never. You don't heat cycle that oil. All the freaking time, yeah. and then well, not change it. It's constantly over six months. It's constant. She's got to it'll, it'll break down. After. She's got to be predominantly highway miles, which they claim is better. Yeah, she's sitting at with her cruise control set most of the day. Stops for gas, goes again. I wonder if she right. listens to Ten Tens Punk. That would be a she's great way to spend time. Time to do it. <laughs> Should email her like, "What do you do in the car?" Yeah, what does she listen to? She has to have satellite. That's radio. a market we should figure out how to. Tap advertised to truckers, yeah, people with million mile Elantras. Yeah, oh, I, I just I noticed. Probably, that, I just noticed she had four of those deer whistles on the hood of her car too, which don't work. Both. <laughs> she was probably desperate at that she, point. She's probably just sick of hitting deer. Yeah, I'm curious. How I wonder what her driving record looks like. Yeah, I'm, I want to know how many deer like she's hit to get to this point. She's had to have had some. Yeah, she's she's had to have had some tickets. Nobody some puts a cattle catcher on their Hyundai. And or those many deer whistles without hitting a handful of deer. Right, but I want to know what her traffic record looks like. Like tickets and whatnot. Like how often does she get pulled over? She's probably uh, very much a her, Christian motorist. I would say if it's her job, I'll bet she's pretty true to it. I don't know, man. I don't see a radar detector. That is jammer. not Alex Roy that we're looking yeah, at. She's, she's, got, she's, a nice, she's got places nice to be, though. 
Yeah, she's, she's got, got a lot of getting, miles to crush today. But she's getting paid to be there at a, you know. Yeah, and if she's she if she gets a crush, ticket where bro. it screws up her time frame, or she gets enough tickets where she loses her license, yeah, she, she doesn't lose have any her job anymore. Yeah. What is she delivering in an Elantra? They said car parts. Special. I think it was like specialty yeah, I orders. It, I, yeah, I think it's like high end overnight stuff that you need yesterday. Man. I need this thing now. I need. Drive I, it to I need you to drive. The, yeah, I need you to drive job. to New York today. What a weird job. I bet it's expensive, but. You get your stuff tomorrow. Huh. Then they've got Volvo with all their P1800s that are 60 years old and do a million miles like <laughs> Nerds. Not as, not as cool, man. Nerds. So. That's right. They show up to auto shows with no cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Volvo. The new Tesla farts at you. <laughs> I I don't even. That's it. That's all. The, that's that's the story. It makes fart noises now. Yep. So on I the, can't decide uh, if this is the fun. worst or best thing that Tesla's ever done. So on the the latest over the air update, the new Tesla has like an emissions mode. Yep. And then you can change when you're like if you have your turn if you flip your turn signal on, it'll make like a <laughs> fart sound. Yep. And you have seven different farts, so it can be like a really long one. Or like little short ones, and they're named after like Tesla shit or like Elon Musk stuff. Yeah, they're all kind of references yeah, to like ones like things that the, Elon the, has done. The short, the first one's called "Not a Fart," but it's like two toots, like not a not a not yeah. a machine gun or not a flamethrower. I don't think this is gonna work like you want it to, Michael. We'll try it. <laughs> Seems to be working just fine. <laughs> And then it's also got check num- yourself before you wreck yourself. Number Jesus. seven is random, so it just picks one. So like if you by the way, that wasn't a recording. That was actually Michael. That was Michael. Yeah. Hello. Might <laughs> have match, Jesus. Uh d- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, why you would do this. <laughs> the weird thing is some engineer got paid good money to program all this in there. I was digging through there like looking for like this was some government mandated bullshit where they had, had to have an, emission. em, an emissions mode. That emissions would make, testing mode and Tesla was like, Are you fucking kidding us? That would make sense. So let's make it fart because then it'd be funny. Couldn't find it. I think they just did it. Yeah. Just like a little Easter egg that Tesla owners have yeah. kind of come to Like enjoy. I was I, I figured that somewhere in there it would say something about like there's a government mandate that says all cars have to have an emissions testing mode. And they didn't put an EV clause in that law. Yep. And Tesla's like, are you kidding me? So let's just do this because it's funny. Nope, they no, just I think did they it. just did it because it's funny. And we're all immature, so of course it's funny. We right. laughed at it. Yeah, yeah I laughed. just now. So it's a thing. I don't know what to tell you. No. My car doesn't fart. I just fart. That's it for this week. <laughs> this is a long show. It was a good conversation with Kevin. That was nice. Yes. Uh, happy New Year, 2019, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to 2019. A lot of very exciting Already. things coming up. So we will catch you guys in that year. Peace out. Peace out.